Blog Talk Radio. Set, set, set it 
set it off. Rock him, set it off. Rock him, set it off. Nothing lasts forever. We 
gotta manage our expectations. The less we crave, the less we suffer. In this way, we awaken. Right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right focus. Keep soaking. Soak it up. Keep on learning. It's soaking up the game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up the game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Yeah, your boy Flocky DZ back at you all the way live once again. Live from Portland, Oregon, that is. It's going down tonight. You know how it is. Your boy, Flossie Jeezy, trying to bring it all the way to you. You know what I'm saying? 516-418-5983. And tonight, we're doing just a review of current events and the madness behind it. Tonight, we discuss politics. You know what I'm saying? Ignorant popos, sports, music, and entertainment. Come on down and join us. It's going down. Again, five one six four one eight five nine eight three. And without further ado, I'm gonna bring my main man in from Beaumont, Texas, Mister. You know what I'm saying? Key Will the Field. What's going on this evening? What's the business? What's the business? What's the motherfucking business, brother Neil? You already know, my man. I'm back once again, man. One of these little spontaneous events. I went on ahead and put it in early today so folks would know what's going down and what's happening. You know how it is. Oh, once again, chomping at the bit, always trying to get at a little something, something, trying to let the folks know what's going on. How's your evening down there in the Lone Star State? Well, man, it's the same way as it was yesterday and the day before, 10 years before that, and probably a century before that. We still getting faced with the same things, but I mean, every day, man, uh, I don't think it's ever gonna do us no no need. I mean, no good to keep complaining about it. It's just time to try to get results, man. Uh, we still living things down. I don't know if you remember. I told you a couple of uh, a couple of shows ago about that young guy that the uh, the police beat him up real bad, man. It looked like he was shot and um at Walmart for trying to steal a video game. Um, the cops are finally going to trial, uh, going to court for that case. Um, and the Texas Rangers have uh, picked that case up for uh, investigation through the Texas Rangers. So pretty much if you get the Rangers to come out and uh, start start investigating and snooping around, then they pretty much trying to go against the police to see exactly what's going on because we have a lot of cover-up going on around here, man. I'll see if I can, see, see if I can find that picture. I'll see if I can find that picture for you, Brother Nelson. And shoot you that photo of the young man that got him handcuffed out there, man, laying in front of the cop car. And there's two uh, white cops, of course. They're standing out there um, laughing. What they did was they beat him, man. And this guy got a handcuff, man. But his shirt is soaking wet. And soaking wet full of blood as if he's been shot. But he's bleeding out his head. And, man, his his shirt is soaking wet. Young 17-year-old dude all behind uh, trying to steal a, uh, a video game out of Walmart. Remember I told you about the the the, um, the sister we lost with the nonsense of the cop trying to stop the I mean well the off duty security guard trying to stop right. uh, 
some guys from stealing some dang beer. I mean, people are getting hurt, losing their lives behind real silly materialistic ten. Sometimes I even worth ten dollars or twenty dollars, and people are feeling like they have the uh, like they have the rights to try to control these things, and eventually they're like taking control of people's lives, man. It's 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 still crazy, but hey, what can we say is real in the battlefield, man? You know, we talk about it all the time, Jay. We talk about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Your, 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 your cameras that you wear are broke. The service wall are broken on purpose. You got your beanbag guns. I guess the beanbag was stuck down in the shotgun. You got your tasers. I guess you didn't charge them up. You know, the, you know, the batteries ain't working. So you're going strictly for, you know what I'm saying, primer and projectile. Straight, straight murder yeah. and straight mud. You know what I'm saying? You know, to one, one take on, you know, giving one for the team rather than taking one for the team. But they keep calling these bastards heroes and shit, and want us to believe that somehow that an unarmed team or an unarmed somebody. I mean, this gets to the point where you shooting folks in the back. How do you justify shooting somebody in the back? You know what I mean? I mean, crazy shit. I mean, I mean, just how you, just how you seen it, man. I mean. We got the incident with the brother laying on his look, man. This dude laying on his back with his hands in the sky, like he poses no threat to nobody. He's laying on his back. He would have to get up off the ground in order for him to even start running towards anybody. He's laying on his back with his hands up in the air, and yet still you shot you, you shot the man. And when the man asked you, "Why'd you shoot me?" You have no excuse. You you, you look and shrug your shoulders like I don't know, you know. And then then admitting. That you wasn't even shot. That's how bad your damn gun range, your sight off of your shooting, that you didn't even know that you, like, you were shooting at the white guy and you missed him and hit the black dude laying down. It was like, it was an accident. Well, here's a very interesting story that you sent me yesterday at 6.10 a.m., 4 o'clock hill time a.m., because you was probably up doing some late-night studio work or just scanning the Internet. And uh, I titled it, When Whites, you know, shoot at the police, they live. It says here, yeah. a heavily armed white man is alive after shooting a police officer. 63-year-old William Rice Ray, who is white, was arrested alive Tuesday afternoon by Wake County, I know where it's at, North Carolina, despite pointing his gun at oncoming traffic, even firing a 22 caliber pistol, at officers at the scene. At the scene. According to local media, Ray threatened Deputy D.R. Farmer with his shotgun before reacting when a hand got out of his pocket said, I got something for you. Now, I'm not even going to read the rest of that. I'm not even going to read the rest of that, but I'm going to read that <laughs> last part again. Let me read that last part to y'all again. Ray, right there, the 63-year-old white guy, William Bruce Ray, threatened Deputy D.R. Farmer with his shotgun before reaching into his pocket and saying, I got something for you. Now, you know if that's us, then you ain't reaching for nothing. You ain't going to move. And you ain't look like you starting to be looking loose strip and start popping. They're going to pop you. Yeah. But yet, I mean, I mean, all this thinking, all this talking, all this negotiating, and this clown walks away. You know what I'm saying? With us, it's always walk us in front of the cameras in slow motion. Like the, like the camera going to run out of film or something, or in slow motion, this cat bust shots, and he's still around. I'm not feeling that kind of justice. Man, that's crazy, man. 
That's great story you sent me. You sent me a lot of good ones, but that shit right there took the cake. The motherfucker was busting shot. And, and, <laughs> and went to reach his pocket to, 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 re, to re, uh, uh, reaffirm himself. Not shot, not, not mug, not nothing. What is that? I mean, Brother Neil, I can honestly say that when you, when you, I mean, when I, when I, when I initially saw it, the first thing I thought, first thing came to my mind was, was it black cops that he was shooting at? You know, was it those, was mm. it any black cops that didn't want to just automatically kill this dude? Or was it white cops that was just like trying to give him an opportunity to live? I mean, any way you look at it, if the, if the police feel that if you're running at them with a damn pocket knife or a stick or anything that can bodily harm them, they have the right to defend themselves. So they can shoot you before the stick can even get a chance to hit you. They can shoot you before you even within 100 yards of them. They can shoot you, and, and, and the first thing they can say is they feel threat. Now, I haven't shot at you. And you still can say that you feel threatened. That's why you shot. Well, come on, man. Clearly, this guy is busting at oncoming traffic, middle of the day. Not like he's like not not like he's doing the uh, the DC sniper, you know, in the bushes. This dude is in the broad daylight. Shoot, I mean, shooting at oncoming traffic. Here come police on the scene, and he's shooting at cops. And I just it's crazy and baffles me. That he's alive to live to tell his story. I mean, to be honest, he could be in the jailhouse right now bragging that he shot at the cops and is alive to tell it. I mean, you know. Hey, look, your timing was perfect. Let me give you the second half of this joke. It's amazing how fortuitous you were by just saying that right there. Sheriff Johnny Harris told WRAL or WRAL TV. That farmer was able to subdue Ray peacefully. How in the hell was that peaceful? He's busting shots. <laughs> he said, "He said, no raised people a pistol did discharge into the air as he was subdued, which means that he was trying to take some cabbage." To the deputy, luckily grabbed the barrel and pushed him back. Harrison said, "Luckily nobody got hurt. That's a good thing. God was looking out for us. You know, Ray was very fortunate." that he didn't get shot, very fortunate that anybody didn't get shot. He was charged with two counts of assault on a law enforcement officer with a firearm and being held at Wake County Jail on, check this, this minuscule amount, only on $150,000 bond. Now, this is after busting shots at the cops and letting off, letting off you know, cash like it was 4th of July. Prosecutors say that he might be upgraded to attempted murder. Maybe, might. He yeah. officers. Maybe Mike, according to WRAL, Ray has been, had been drinking, you know, and said neighbors told local media that he had a mental illness. Why is it that these crackers always run to mental illness every time something happens? All of a sudden, you know, they got some kind of mental illness, but he had enough wherewithal to bust shots at the cops, though. But he got a mental illness. So is that your defense now every time y'all do something? And of course, we are talking about North Carolina. But, you know, you know Mayberry RFD or some shit. But somehow, Barney and Andy, somehow this cat, you know, didn't have enough, you know, he didn't have enough mental wherewithal. Man, come on. I'm not even going to 
repeat or even play out the rest of that nonsense, man. Because that would have been a brother. He'd have got stitched up like Frankenstein. Come on, man. Come on. Well, we already know, man, how exactly these folks are handling their business. And uh, as the days go by, man, I think it's going to get worse and worse. I mean, for, like I said, um, uh, which where was the incident where I think that was in New York a few years ago, where the cops I think they shot and killed a, a, a fourteen or fifteen year old guy, uh, black young black man, and they shot him because he had a Milky Way, uh, a Milky Way candy bar. Do you remember that? Right. It was a few years ago, but they shot him and they killed him. They thought he had a gun, but all he had was a Milky Way candy bar, and uh, I mean. No, no, it wasn't the Milky Way. I take that back because they said it was shiny. It was the Three Musketeers. It was the Three Musketeers uh, candy bar because they said the wrapper was shiny and it resembled a chrome gun. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny, but when they give you the excuses of why they did it and then they get off because of that, like, oh, we thought it was a, a, a chrome pistol in his hand, so we shot him. And, oh, it come to find out it wasn't a chrome pistol. It was a three musketeer candy bar. Are you serious? But, I mean, this is this is what we're faced with. And I don't believe that the judicial system are, is, is really holding the officers, holding the department, holding anybody accountable for any of these senseless killings. And I believe that it's going to continue to happen until somebody takes a stand. Now, here's the stand. The stand ain't okay. saying we shall overcome because if they if they wanted to, to say for instance, man, we we all say we're gonna lock hands and we're gonna go in and, and, and shut this freeway down. Well, man, if they wanted to, they could just pass by and shoot up everybody holding in and say we was a big old ride gang. Looks like we was a ride gang that was finna just you know take over the city or whatever. So I mean, like I said, when you have a system that is designed to back up. Uh, protect those that do that. I mean, you're getting protected. It's basically a, a a vacation. You kill somebody, go home for two weeks, still get paid. You don't have to go to work. Or oh, all you can do is act like, well, I'm I'm hurting because I killed the I killed the young black dude. But we've been doing this, and they've been um probably practicing those those tactics of killing young black men and women all their life. They've been taught that way. So I don't believe that if, I don't believe that we were taught. Oh, okay, well, y'all hate them because they hate you. They try to do you something, you go out and do them something. We wasn't taught that way. We was taught to uh, turn the other cheek, uh, forgive and forget, uh, and and those only got us the same thing. We get treated the same way. It's not a difference from I I mean, well I can say it is a little difference because back in the fifties and sixties. You really like white folks is really out of control, man. They were really like trying to scale scales up, man, and really had they can do what they wanted to, especially down south, bro. When you have uh you're peacefully protesting, you walking down the street saying all you want is your right. You want a right to vote. You want the right to be treated as a human being and they're letting loose um water cannons and uh German shepherds shooting you with rubber bullets. Uh, bean bags. These, I mean, come on, man. These, this has been happening for what, fifty years, fifty, sixty years. I, I mean, longer than that. But I'm just saying, for the last fifty, sixty years, we've been dealing with this. And uh, 
like oh, like the guy when I took that uh, that uh, insert from uh, that, that dude gave the uh, speech about Trayvon Martin, and he said we were supposed to be in a post-racial time, as if it's supposed to be past the racism. Well, who's considering this post-racism? Us, because they're not. It seemed to me, and I don't know if you felt this at all, but it seemed to me, and I've been talking about this for a while now, talking about it for a while now, that, and I, and I, and I got a funny story for you that you're going to really enjoy here in a second, speaking about George Zimmerman. Um, we got a situation in which, you know, we can, we can run this thing all the way back to um, 1956, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, excuse me, 60 years ago, when they murdered Medgar Evers for speaking up. I mean, shot, shot him in the back as he was getting out, shot him right there basically in front of his his, uh, his daughters and, and his wife, uh, uh, you know, Merlia and, uh, Evers. And so they've been attacking, you know, uh, those of us who speak up for justice. They've been attacking, you know, us and doing, you know, crazy shit like this for years. This isn't like you, like you just alluded to, it, it, this isn't something that, you know, has just started when it comes down to murdering us. It's just more high-tech now. And I don't know if you have felt this or not, but it seems to me that the upswing of racial activity across the board, whether it's white on black crime, so I was talking to this running this bullshit about black on black crime. First of all, that doesn't alleviate you from the fuckery that y'all pull when you have cops out here murdering us off a whim with no de-escalation, bang bags. I mean, again, same thing that, that our, our colleague, uh, B-Dub, uh, had dropped in here, where, you know, all the de-escalation you got from bang bags to, you know, uh, tasers, rubber bullets, all kind of stuff. You shoot somebody or you kill them with a rubber bullet because of the force of the trajectory coming off of that hammer. But you got all kind of de-escalation stuff, and just like we just talked about this, this guy right here, the brother from Gray's Anatomy, Mr. Williams, so eloquently said, you know, uh, you know, during the BET celebration, of how you got so many ways to de-escalate with white people every day. Today, even when they bust shots like this gentleman did down here, or gentleman's asshole did down here in North Carolina, you're able to de-escalate that, and you're able to, you know, somehow, uh, you know, turn it down a notch. And I don't know, I, I don't know if you have felt this. But I, I, have, I have definitely felt it, where ever since Obama was elected in 2008, racism and bullshit, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm blaming culpability and complicity on, on American media, the way they repeat, report all this negative stuff, the way they hated on this president, the way they, they treated him, they actually seem to me, and for a modern-day deal, that they got worse because the cops have been more overt now than they were almost back during the time that you were talking about in the early uh, uh, civil rights era and, and, and pre-civil rights era. My thing has always been, you're bitching, you're complaining, you're moaning all day about Black Lives Matters, but for years before Black Lives Matters became a, a useful tool to speak against this violence, when we stayed silent, we were still getting murdered by cops. We were yep. still being hung by, the, by, by lunch parties. So you want to blame Black Lives Matters only because you fear any type of powerful entity that challenges both mentally and, and, and potentially physically, as you've seen with some of these shootings. I'm not saying these shootings are linked to Black Lives Matters, but 
you know, the fact that we're able to speak up and, and, and basically let you know that we're not going to be putting up with this, this, this crap that you're doing for much longer. When we were silent, it didn't mean a damn thing for us to be silent and not say nothing. So every shooting that comes up, every involvement that goes on, you just posted a story. We'll go over that later about the, the uh, you know, the, uh, the individual that went in here and, and, and he was white. And he didn't hardly get any coverage whatsoever. I haven't seen on national news anywhere. They're not talking about him murdering cops like they talk about blacks murdering cops because they want to take it from black on black to not not talking about all the uh, uh, white on black, including all of the millions of, of, of slaves that were brought over here on ships that were dumped into the ocean before they got here after you raped and killed anybody that rebelled to, to, to the modern-day lynching and everything. That we've had, but you don't want to talk about that. But you try to displace one thing with the other. Now on the now on the Zimmerman with the Trayvon Martin thing, two things on that. Ever since this guy said he feared for his life, Zimmerman feared for his life. Cops have been using that excuse. Well, I feared for my life. That's why I took a shot. Or I fear these people because this is and this is why I do what I do. Well, Mr. Zimmerman got punched in the mouth today for bragging yeah. about killing Trayvon Martin. And, and, and it was a white person that did it. So guy, I guess on a motorcycle, maybe he was a, afraid of saying who it really was. But his stuff is starting to catch up to him. We, we really don't have to do nothing. I truly believe that it'll probably be a white person that'll end up killing him because nobody, even in prison, nobody likes you picking on women and kids. Nobody. Nobody. But nothing happened to this guy for his egregious offenses and things that he did. But complaining about Black Lives Matter, and, and, and you know, I, I'm not a karma person. But I do believe that God has a special justice and a place in hell for a person like that that would kill a child like that and then go, go about to lying about it, then bragging about it, simply because the teenager would look at their ass that you had coming but following and messing them in the first place. Uh, his father taught him well how to protect himself, and he was able to use those skills. And when at least he went out like a man and not like a coward, he stood up for himself. But then again, we don't know whether he even had an opportunity with this guy having a gun on him, and he's, you know, screaming and hollering like a bitch because Trayvon was on top of him mashing him. He's bragging he got his ass beat today. So, so maybe there is some, some justice in the world. But my problem is with all this complaining that they're doing about Black Lives Matters and everything else and coming with this Blue Lives Matters and trying to minimize our struggle and doing all this stuff and explaining stuff away. And you got Megan, Megan what's-her-name, on uh, Fox News, Every time a black guest comes on there and talks about something, she wants to talk about Freddie Gray, but she's got a Jones for him and was mad because his mother came to the convention. The purpose of her, her Trayvon's mother, and, and the other uh, four or five ladies, including the brother, little child that got killed in Cleveland, uh, you know, I'll dig his name up because I don't like to mention people without knowing their names, but the, the little kid that got killed in Cleveland by police for having a towing gun, uh, oh, that's Tamar Wright. To me, right. To me, right. Thank you. I, I needed that. Thank you very much. To me, uh, uh, Mr. Rice, young Mr. Rice got killed, but, but you know, in, in much the same way. So when you sit up here and you see all these killings, and she's questioning and bitching about uh, um, this kid Brown, who, by the way, was also shot unarmed, and keep on talking about him being punished. I'm gonna tell you something. This same cop, and she, and she didn't bother, Megan Kelly is her name on Fox News, she didn't bother to mention the fact that this child, right, uh, uh, Brown, who's still a child, I don't care what she said, somebody's child, 
set up to say that he was able to walk up and try to take the officer's gun and punch him in the face. Excuse me, but cops never let black kids, let alone a six foot four child, get up in your face and do anything. And this same cop had been suspended and fired off of another police force prior to that shooting for, for, for being racially indifferent. And his racism caused yet another person their life. And here again, this is what's spurring your Black Lives Matters and other factions that we needed. And we continue to talk as if, you know, giving these cops a pass, doing all this stuff. And, and, and honestly, if I'm fair about it, because that's what reporting beings are supposed to be, and I'm going to let you have this back. But um, you, according to Journalism 101, you're supposed to view things from both sides. So I try to. I would say that a number somewhere around 30 to 35% of these cops they got running around here, especially on NYPD, have some social uh, 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 deified bullshit going on in their mind when they go out here and they service these neighborhoods because they couldn't have people out here 12 hours a day, sometimes six, seven days a week. And I've worked those kind of hours at the post office, and I know how fatigued I was. But 30%, about 70% of these people go out and do their job the way they're supposed to. But that 35%, is way too high, that 30% or whatever, is way too high, and there's too much shit going on that they do that people, somebody had to step up and speak up and say something, and I'm just glad that we have an apparatus like Black Lives Matters or our preachers or anybody else with the courage to say, hey, stop the fuck. Hey, Brother Nils, I ask you a question. Now, with all the killings we didn't saw, uh, uh, I, I'm going to say probably in a three-year span, we've seen, probably, we've seen uh, a lot of killings in the last three, two to three years. Okay. Out of all the cop killings, now, I, and, and specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking specifically of cop killings, unarmed black men, unarmed black women, just unarmed black people, period, or die. Uh, out of all those killings that was did by the cops, brought to the public's eye, put in the news, Put all on, pass it all in the newspaper, all over the web, all over the TV. You have no conviction. So you ever seen like you know big time lawyers or, or, or you got like this big profile case and and, and you get the big time lawyers and you ask the lawyers, okay, okay, lawyers, uh, what am I what I'm looking at? And then they they give you the rundown. Uh, uh, okay, you're looking at this, you're looking at that. But you know we probably can get this. Shot down it is or broke down. Or do you think that when these cops are getting suspended for uh, the two weeks or however long it be, that they get in touch with lawyers that assure them, due to the fact that under a certain uh, a certain stipulation or a certain um, legislation or a certain rule within the state guidelines in the police handbook, that you're going to get off. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to jail. Like, are they convincing these cops? Because I would think if you were to spend me for two weeks and I'm going home with pay, I'm probably thinking that this is my last paycheck that I'm probably going to get, and I'm probably going to go to jail. But if you're hiring the best lawyers, and I mean, I don't think the prosecutors or the people that's in the judicial system is automatically going to go against law enforcement. So you have these top rank of lawyers and prosecutors that's helping these law officials and helping these officers understand 
that regardless of the situation, regardless of how it looks, you had the right to do that, and you're not going to get in trouble. So I don't think that they have any fear of getting in trouble. Now, if I see 24 cases, cop, cop shot somebody, killed them, and didn't get a conviction, well, hell, and I'm not saying that, you know, is is the right thing to do. But I'm thinking if 24 they got convicted, shit, 25 won't even. Or the next 24 won't get won't get convicted. So now I'm not hesitating, just like what you said. You have all these different weapons or different utensils you can use to de-escalate, pepper spray, taser, nightstick, anything. But you go straight to the lethal force. You don't go through, like, you know, oh, I'm going to try to pepper spray him and see if he can, I get him to calm down. No, you go straight to the gun. <laughs> like, all right, this is level five intensity. And this dude ain't doing nothing but not putting his hands up like you say put his hands up. And he's not putting his hands up. Uh, what, 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 what they call it a lot? Suicide by cop. You know, they say that, you know, they say, uh, uh, he was saying, shoot me. You know, just run it out of sense, shoot him. So they try to do suicide by cop. But that don't even fly. And, well, let, 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 let me answer that in, in, in as brief or short form as I can. Deadly force, and I'm looking at the definition because I have I have put it out there before, and so, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it what it actually says. Deadly force, the same thing I got in the military, as defined by the United States Armed Forces, and that's, that's funny that they should say that because I just said that and I just saw the same thing. Is the force that a person uses or a person knows, should know, that would create substantial risk, you know, um, or, or uh, causing death or serious bodily harm and injury. Again, deadly force, the legal, now here's the legal uh, 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 deadly force definition. Deadly force, an amount of force that is likely to cause either serious bodily injury, death to another person, and it says here that police may use deadly force in specific circumstances. Now, that gives you exactly what you need to know so far as the use of deadly force and what its definition is. To answer your question, one of the problems we got, and we talked about it, I think, two shows ago, where we talked about the click. Of of, uh, of officers down in Alabama who sat up and were purposely just putting uh, black folks in jail for decades who weren't even guilty, who were, you know, planting stuff on them, doing all kind of crazy shit, coming up with all kind of, you know, crazy measures to just to, just to you know, you know, house, warehouse these, these black men. That's all these, these jails and prisons are, is a bunch of warehouses, and that's what they were doing. The problem that we have First of all, is if you're accused of of of, uh, of doing something, um, I believe that the lawyers that they use are, are are not only not ones that they charge the the, the person for, unless they're going to trial. Which, like you said, by, probably in, in, in today's world, ninety five percent of these clowns, unless it's caught on on camera, you know what I'm saying? No video, no case which is why it's amazing that this study I was looking at last night online where 
the intentional destroying or dis- dismantling of of, of, the, of the cameras and since they were broken during the ruckus. The fact that with Alton Sterling, you're closing the case. So we can't nobody see what these officers did up close so you can doctor the tape. And the most egregious offense, and the reason why a lot of shit don't happen, a lot of these guys are given two weeks of paid vacation, and all they do is go out of town and go chill with their family and come back and wait on the decision because they're getting paid just like they were there in, in, in the first place. Biggest mistake you have, largest mistake you have, major, you know, perfunctory mistake that you had, attorney's office and the police working together on something that the district attorney's office and the police chiefs, you got, especially in small municipalities like yours, and, 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 or I say, almost pretty big, so the surrounding areas that you have where the district attorney, the mayor, and the chief of police are all fishing buddies. So they can sit there and, 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 and drink and kick back and make decisions and stuff that are are completely out of touch and out of sync with any type of fair justice there is in the first place. I don't care how big the town, I don't care how large the municipality, or none of these sizes in, in between those two extremes or within that paradigm should the district attorney's office and the police force be on the same page unless the crime has actually been committed uh, you know, and they can see it's being committed. And if it's an officer-involved deal, the district attorney's office and the and the police chief should not be so close as friends. As a matter of fact, they should be barred from going out places together and hanging out with each other unless they are public functions or public things where they celebrate law enforcement or something like that. They should never be seen in the same space, period. But because that is the reality of the situation, no matter where you're at, they're all, more or less, for lack of a better way to put it, they're all kind of been dead together. So there's no way in the world that the, the cop who went out and did something, and the first thing in their mind is if they're all in particular in one of these small municipalities or some of these precincts like NYPD, which even compared to the small ones, in my opinion, is the worst law enforcement department in this country. you got several mayors, whether it's Giuliani or, or whoever else they've had, out there that basically no matter what's going on, you're telling black people that they need to tell their kids to respect law enforcement. If you're not respectable, what the fuck is you doing telling me to tell my child anything? What is your, your position in doing that? When you have when you have the three main entities, the mayor's office, the, the, the uh, police chief, and the district attorney's office fraternizing with each other and doing stuff and hanging out, there's no way in the world you're going to get a fair deal. And I think that the reason that they killed off two weeks and, and do an investigation, they've got so ridiculous with it. If the shooting has happened, and just like the fact that you're using deadly force at times when you don't need to, you sit up here and sometimes you'll say that there's an investigation going on, and people wait 18 months to three or four years, right, before, they, before the thing even comes to trial. Thereby you're taking the sting out of, uh, out of the the initial thing that happened, you'll say, oh, if you look at most of these cases, you'll say, well, damn, that happened three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I remember that. You can't remember the, the purpose of the cops' names. But they sit up and they sit the truck. Now, when it's, when it's us, they just put your ass in jail and just sit there and ride it in a minute. They pretend like they're doing paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Republicans when they sit up and pretend like they were doing work. They had been in there for eight years saying no to everything Obama came up with. You got the same thing with these police departments. That's what the problem is. 
is is justice. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm gonna have to look that up. I, I don't want I don't want to quote that brother wrong. But it was along the lines of when you have justice, uh, 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 you know. Uh, let's see, MLK, MLK, right? Justice, uh, MLK, uh, 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 justice. Uh, okay, well, there, well, look, well, look that up, look it up, brother Nils. I want to just add on to uh, what you were saying. Just see if you can find it right yeah, quick. But I just want to add on to uh, to what you're saying. Uh, man, we we deal like uh, out here in Beaumont, man. We deal with that a lot. You have every day, man. You can go out to the courthouse. You'll see the judges and prosecutors. They all go and have lunch together, man. Their uh, holidays. They all go to the same house for holidays. They all go. I mean, they they're not uh, they're not just people that's working together, but they're more of a friendship away from the job, which right. If me and you are friends away from the job, brother Neil, and anything that goes on at the job, and if I'm in some kind of control and you're my friend, well, hell, I'm gonna fix it to where you won't get no trouble. You know, if I got if I have the right to control. You know the outcome of certain things, but I'm gonna try to fix it where my brother don't get in the, don't get in any trouble. Did you find the quote? I found the quote. I, 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 I definitely found the quote, and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go fire in the hole with it. You know, saying right off the top, I believe it was the letter to the to the Birmingham jail, and and I believe it was written on April 16, 1963. And in short, in short, it, Dr. King said that justice delayed. It's justice denied. It says the legal maxim, meaning uh, if it if it uh, legal redress is available for a party who has suffered some injury, but it's not forthcoming in a timely fashion. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, if it, it, it is effectively the same as having no redress at all. The principal basis for the right to a speedy trial, which is your right under the Bill of Rights, is a right to a fast and speedy trial and similar rights which meant to expedite the legal system because it is unfair for an injured party to, uh, who has sustained the injury with little hope of, of resolution. The phrase has become a rallying cry for legal reformers who view the courts and governments as acting too slowly in revolving legal issues either because of the existing system being too complex or overburdened or because the issuing party, uh, you know, in question, Lacks political favor. So long story short, that right there speaks to every African American who's ever been in a system where police do some dirt and then they negotiate you out of your stuff by delaying the time factor, by holding you back, and denying justice to you in a timely fashion, which is a violation basically of your civil rights. But they get away with it all the time because they don't have anyone challenging, and then they offer you some kind of bs uh you know, uh, settlement or something crazy that goes beyond the the, the uh, strength of, you know, what fair justice is. Let me give you an example because you alluded to a candy bar in New York earlier, and you probably remember this, this yourself being that you and I are about the same age. It said this was the shooting death of, uh, of Amadou Diallo that, of course, that occurred February 4th, 1999, right? And you'll remember this. He said the 23-year-old immigrant from, from Guinea was shot by the New York Police Department 
plainclothes officers, Sean Carroll, Richard Murphy, Edwin McMillan, and Kenneth Fox. The officers fired a, a, a uh, combined 41 shots, 19 of which struck Diallo outside his apartment at 1157 Willow Avenue at Soundview section of the Bronx. The four were part of a non a non a now defunct street crimes unit, right? All the officers were charged with second-degree murder and acquitted in the trial in Albany, New York. Diallo was unarmed at the time of shooting, and a firestorm of controversy erupted subsequent to the event, and then it goes on saying that the issues of police brutality. Now, if we break that down, the time was 12.40 a.m. in the morning, when everybody was basically sleeping. You had a low witness count. It said the February 4, 1999, here again, Southview, uh, Bronx, New York City, and they said what the suspects were. We already mentioned those. And the verdict was all not guilty. Convictions, none. The litigation suit that was filed against the city and the officers was $61 million. And they made sure that they moved that all the way down to $3 million. So not only was he denied justice, but the, the money that obviously he deserved to have was not given to him uh, also, which, again, was he delayed justice. You know what I'm saying? And also the feeling that justice was denied because of the route that they went with that. Crazy business, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, I vaguely remember that. But did you say that they went to trial under a charge but it got acquitted in in trial? It says that they went to trial and charges with second degree murder and reckless endangerment. The verdict, all not guilty. Four <laughs> cops shooting at a guy. And guess what he had pulled out of his out of his out of his his, his jacket. How many times you say he shot forty one times? You said he shot forty one times? times? Hitting him nineteen times. Why did you need to unload that many rounds? You can only unload <laughs> but you don't unload them kind of rounds, man, you must have had loaded up an extra clip. He must have been a herd of rhinoceroses. They shot 41 times, man. God, dog. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. But once again, this is this is what they call, you know, justice. And, and, and of course, it is, again, we're, we're NYPD officers that pulled the same thing, the same ones that they stopped and frisked. And I mean, it, it's crazy. Giuliani said 99% of black children would be shot by their own friends. Man, you know what's crazy, Brother Nils, that I'm down south, and it's, this is the stuff that we read is, like, normal to me because I always see it in the news. I'm always hearing about it because it's like it's, we're always hearing about it out here. But when you talk to a lot of East Coast cats, man, a lot of cats from up north, they swear that the racial divide is not as bad as it is down south. And when you when I'm hearing all these senseless killers in New York City, you know, like like the face commercial, it's made in New York City, New York City. You know, when you when you hear that all this stuff happening in those in in that part of the country, okay, now how can you still look at yourself and still say that the racial divide is not here? Oh, it's not as bad as it is down south up here. Well, from what I'm looking in the newspaper, it is, and it can, in some spots, in some situations, can be considered worse 
than it is down south. I mean, you telling me these guys, these four cops shot one dude, where they shot at him 41 times. You can just break that down. You shot at him 41 times, so each cop, and I'll just break it down, each cop shot 10, 10 rounds. And somebody gave him one to grow on. But what I'm telling you is, if they use that much of excessive force and they hit him only 19 times, you're shooting, you're not shooting the wound, you're shooting the kill. Absolutely. You're not shooting the apprehend. Like, he can't go to court if you shoot him. He can't go to court. You're trying to kill him, so it won't be a court. Dead man can't talk. Right. He right. can't tell you. He can't tell you how he felt, why he ran, or the reason why he felt he was put in a situation like that. If they're gonna kill you, it's pretty much their word, and they're the only words that's being heard. So the folks are gonna ride with it. Man, this shit is so insane and so disarming. I mean, and and when you think about it, there is nowhere period, that we can go where this kind of business, you know what I'm saying, can be avoided. There's no way in the world that this kind of business, um, I mean, it's just, I mean, what can I say, man? I can't word it any other way other than that. It's insane. It's, 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 it's nonsense. And I can't believe the fact that they actually allow uh, these people to just go on vacation and come back just like this, like, just like nothing ever happened. It's just like nothing ever happened. It's just like okay, well, you know, um, you know, let's 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 take a few months off. You know, you and your wife going over to Lake So and So, and whatever it is you're gonna do, and you know, we we'll just kind of breeze over this one. I mean, don't worry, Jimmy. Nothing's gonna happen to you. You know, everything is gonna yeah. be okay. And when he comes back, it's okay. Yeah, they give him the boost of confidence, and I believe that yeah. the only reason why they, I believe that the only the only reason why they let them go home for two weeks with uh, paid vacation is because they're scared if they come out, somebody's going to find out who they was and try to kill them. So they let them go home. They let them stay home until it blows under the wind. I told you I uh, I stumbled up on a show a couple of weeks ago with uh. Uh, star Tate D and it's called Murder in the First. And it okay. was uh the I caught the first episode and uh unfortunately the ep- uh, it was a, the the show is about Tay Diggs is he's a black cop and he shot an unarmed black man and killed him. Well and it's crazy that that show is going on right now. I told you they put it in our face and make us make us want to believe that it's just a TV show. But uh and when they when when he did it, like the community, like the cops hid his identity, and the community was wondering, who is this guy? Who is this guy? That, like the like the mother of the young man that was killed was steady asking for justice because they wanted to know they put a face with who killed their uh, her, her her son. So they had a uh, they had it where he got acquitted in the trial or whatever. And then he had to come out and do a public speech. When he did a public speech, he did a, he, he read what the he read what the white folks had wrote for him to read, which was uh, oh I'm sorry this I'm sorry that it was a bunch of bullshit really. 
And uh, right. once he, once, I guess it was like routine. And once he got at the end of uh, of that uh, statement he he was reading, he felt uh, he he didn't leave. He stayed there. And he was like, uh, "Y'all look at me." He pointed to his camera. He's like, "Y'all look at me." He said, "I'm the same color as that young man that I killed." He said, "It doesn't make me feel good that I did what I did." But he said, I just have a question that I want to ask everybody. He said, I'm sorry that the young man lost his life. And I see that people are mourning for him and they're doing it. He said, but the question I have to ask is, if I was a cop, I got killed doing my civic my civic duty and protecting the service. Would y'all be out here rioting? Would y'all be out here once, you know, mourning for me? And nobody was like, Said yeah, they were like no, and like I said, it was it's a show, but when you look at it, it's really putting in our face of what's really going on. I mean, for him, like he we went to trial and all that, man, and you know that was a show, but the the, the family members of the young lady that got killed at that gas station out here in Port in Port Arthur. They got on TV and wanted to know who was the cop that killed their family member because from their understanding, the man could be walking around them right now and they don't have no clue. Nobody knows. So the the cover-up is real. If we say that uh, we want to protect ourselves, uh, state of Texas, uh, as of August the 1st, um, university students are able to carry concealed weapons on campus now. I work at a university. So, I mean, I can look at, and I'm just saying because of, um, the university that I work at is in our city, and our city is surrounded by a lot of these hit countries. There's a hit country town, and uh, you got a lot of these redneck dudes that go to this school. So, I mean, they're walking around with the guns now on campus, I'm just saying, what makes people think that somebody won't click? What makes people think that today is the last day that, you know, they're not going to deal with this no more and then just start letting loose, you know? And people are not putting certain things into consideration. I had to go to the safety board meeting. The, uh, I mean, not a meeting, but I had to go to the safety board personnel um, last week and ask them, uh, um, are we having any plans to run any simulated emergency situations? Uh, gun, uh, 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 do with a gun on campus, bomb threats, certain things like that. And these people are not even thinking about that. Like, like with the stuff that's going. Like, I'm just an employee. What the hell I look like going to the safety people for and ask them, are we prepared to run simulated situations to where we'll know that the law enforcement on the campus will be able to uh, control the situation and know what to do. Oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane, man. It's absolutely insane. I mean, it, it, it's, it's there. That's happening. And you got, you know, you got it now where a lot of schools around the country because of uh, what happened in Connecticut and Bridge, Bridgetown. They want to be able to have personnel carrying guns around. Uh, 
I, you know, I'm 50 50 split with it because I know you want to keep people out. I believe in maybe having a safety officer in the school, but I don't want I don't want regular teachers or personnel doing stuff because what if you know you know somebody comes to work one day and had a bad weekend, or what if yep. someone you know uh, you know who's just unqualified, and too unstable to have a weapon gets mad at a student or gets mad at somebody or you know especially down there wants to take off on 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 a uh, an African American because of how, you know, their, they feel their God-given rights have been violated and ever since, like I said, the Obama election of 2008 where we're more empowered. They want to do everything that they can to kick that down, much like they did during the 70s when they put drugs in our community and then act like we were the big-time willies and none of us owned uh, Lear jets or, or, or boats or, or anything else for that matter or, or, or bodyguards, none of that stuff. But somehow, you know, we're the kingpins. Let's kill us and warehouse all of our black men and leave us out here, you know, to have to, you know, have our women fend for themselves and, and, and become become dudes in, in a respect because, you know, there's no uh, no males out here to, to take their proper roles. And the fact that they use the same laws in order to uh, do crazy stuff, like, uh, you know, basically use the law against us. Use the law against us all the time. No, I don't want regular teachers and people. Answer your question. I don't want regular uh, college personnel and people who are not law enforcement, who don't have a trained background. Well, by the way, if you notice, they were talking about giving people guns, but beyond learning how to shoot, they don't. They're not required to take formal a year's worth of formal law enforcement or law enforcement training to know what every situation covers. Not that you could ever cover every situation, but you know, the same with the justice. Uninformed is not informed, and, 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 and as they say, ignorance of, of the law. I mean, it, it's no excuse. So far as you know, racism goes. You know, it's it's very easy to continue to blame blame it on being a southern problem. But you were saying New York City earlier. It's a known fact that the KKK started in Indiana, which is which which is basically a northern state with a, with a southern border of Kentucky. Ohio and, and, and Missouri across the river, and of course Illinois is sitting right there. So I mean, yeah, they always like to slip a lot of stuff by us. They always like to just about tell us anything that they think will will stick. Kind of like you know, hot bricks being thrown on somebody. They hope that they'll stick and and, and the stuff will burn into us and we'll believe everything. But I got to tell you, I don't believe in our law enforcement. You know, and with that thirty percent number that I, I mentioned earlier. Could be higher, could be lower, but not by that much. There's too much gray area and gray uh, area matter going on to where and and and, and the blatant uh, disrespect for black people voicing concerns about their safety. Had a young lady just just get just got killed by police, and her five-year-old was shot. Her name was Corinne Gaines, and on on the, on the first of the month, which was three days ago. In Randallstown, Maryland, according to Baltimore police, Gaines pointed a long a long gun at three officers and had had a you know a, a stand down and you know everything else. And at least one of the officers she shot you know shot killing her and her five year old son was wounded. These people don't take. It's a five year old in, in the car with them. You know you know, you know what I mean. There's a five year old with them, and they don't even consider. They don't even, actually they were at their home. They don't even consider the fact. That the child was there, they just come in shooting regardless. All they know they're gonna shoot, they're gonna shoot. They don't try to do negotiations. 
They don't try to try, uh, you know, de-escalation tactics. They don't try to do anything at all. All they try to do is make sure that, you know, it, it's kill or be killed. We're not going to de-escalate. And you keep hearing this thing about how they fear black people, how they fear us, how they, you know, their fear is just so encompassing that they can't tone it down. They can't, they can't come to any type of understanding where we're concerned because you're, cause they're, they're so afraid. Look, we cannot help that you still got guilt issues because of slavery. We cannot help yeah. that you still have guilt, guilt issues because you know that your, your attitude, just like Eric Garner, when he got choked out by the cops, you had several cops, no less than 50 cops, on a nationwide private line saying the big, fat, sloppy nigger deserved to be, to be killed. If he had just done what he was, he was supposed to do, the fat fucking pig wouldn't have got killed. And they're saying all manners of things as if they have no regard for our human life. I mean, there's several stories, and I can go through my files here right now, in which off-duty black cops have been killed by their own, or purportedly their own, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and they, they didn't believe them as being policemen. I mean, one guy had a, in Detroit had a brand-new Cadillac, and cops beat him so fucking bad, they almost beat him so bad that they almost killed him and couldn't find out he was a policeman someplace else. I mean, I mean, we, we you know, have two Americas. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, go, well, go ahead. I'm just going. I'm gonna piggyback after you're done. Go ahead, and finish your uh, statement. Well, 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 it's short, but but I, what I'm saying is, is that who's to say that we can really trust them when you when you kill your your, your own officers? And in Kentucky, uh, officers were punished and fired for speaking up against bills that were going on within their police department. Because they, because, they, because wow. a lot of black, a lot of black cops feel intimidated because, you know, they're threatened by their own officers. I mean, that, that, that's that's wow. all I got on that point. But that's crazy. See, that's crazy. Go ahead. Well, you know, uh, brother Neil, one of the main things what what you said about the killing is you said they feared fear. You know, all the things that's been happening, they're they're in fear of their life. But another well, another word for fear is scared. See, they scared. But because you're scared, you claim to say that it's fear. So you try to protect your life uh, by taking somebody else's life and claiming that it's fear. But what about what what about us who's scared? I'm scared. I I fear for my life. You know. Now I know that when, like you said. When you get stopped by the cop now, it's a total different, uh, it's a whole different thing you go through. It's a whole different protocol you go through now. Now you now you got your hands visible. Now you're putting it to well, hey, man, look, I'm not posing no threat. Hey, you need my ID? Hey, look, sir, right here, in the, uh, right here above in the, in, in, in the visor. I'm about to grab it out the visor right now. Or do you want to grab it? Do you want my wallet? And you try to do things to well. You, you're not even knowing that you're going to make it out of a regular traffic stop. You know, you don't know if they're going to give you a ticket or they're going to just pull you over and try that. Get out the car crap and, 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 and put your hands behind your back. And you're, not, you're not being, uh, 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 one of my favorite ones is uh, you're not being arrested. You're just being detained until we find out what's going on. <laughs> okay, well, I can't tell you. Well, I can't tell you. I can't tell you to put the handcuffs on you. Said we find out what's going on. So you're going to just get out of the car and handcuff me and tell me oh, I'm not being arrested. I'm just being detained 
until you find out what's going on. Well, to me, if you slapping the cuffs on me already, I doubt if you even want to take them off. You know, if 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 we continue to go at this rate, and trust me, the rate is alarming the rate because this uh uh it, it's just senseless, and you know who can who can we run to? You know, right. we we say we say uh we can pray on it, uh, but I mean I know that uh, people are, are prayer prayer warriors. They pray all the time. You know, what can we do in order to say that, like, you know, and, man, I, I commend what you did. I mean, I give you big up on what you did the other day, Brother Nels, when you said that you were going to try to make sure that your seeds are handled before you get ready to, be, like, before you get ready to go. You want to make sure oh, that man. once you're gone, your seeds are handled that they don't have to get out there and going to have to go out and do the struggle thing in order to survive, in order to make it. They don't have to get out there and do it because their father didn't struggle enough, and now he's trying to use his wit to make it to where it won't be as hard as for those, for your kids once you're gone because you know that you're not going to be here forever. Now, when when you're saying that, we're not, uh, uh, and and I don't think you're saying that you're doing this because in the future it may get easier for them to maintain. I doubt it. I think right. in the future it's gonna be harder. I think it's gonna be harder to 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 get a job because once when you get money, like you're in a whole different you're in a whole different category now. You know what I'm saying? Like some 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 people can't go to these big time restaurants and eat. But man, if you sure can go in there and eat a big steak on side of them, especially when you know they don't want you in there, but you can just go in there Eat a um steak with these folks. It's crazy. It's a guy that uh that lives out here in this area, and I'm gonna shoot you the video. He goes to these certain spots to eat, and uh for some reason he runs into the racist white folks. And he was at like a restaurant the other day eating, and he gone. Him and his lady is going at it, and the lady is a white lady. She's like really upset with the guy. Because where he said it, she said it was obstructing her view from looking outside. So she's like basically a nigga, you know, get your ass out the way. So he's talking like live on Facebook about, you know, everything was going on. And he's having a live conversation with the lady. She's saying you need to go back to your country and, 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 uh, uh, you 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 wouldn't be talking that big noise if the Hell's Angels was here and and the guys like I don't give a damn about none of that. I'm from Texas. I don't give a shit about none of that. Which you know to 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 humiliate them the way that they try to do you. They can't stand that man. They can't stand for you to talk back. They can't stand for you to to give them the business because they want to be shut up, nigger, and then you be quiet. Get out the way, nigger, and then you move out the way. But if you're not moving and you're not shutting up, you know, they don't have the, you know, the next thing they try to do is bring violence to you. And if you're a dude that's not running from the violence, you know, you're going you to step up on their ass and let them know it's whatever. You know, uh, everybody don't have that coward mentality. You know, everybody don't have that, that, that shivering, oh, I'm scared mentality. Some people have this black panther mentality as well. Okay, motherfucker. You know, it's going to either be me or you. And right now, I'm not in a position where it's going to be me. 
You know what I'm saying? So I got to do what I got to do. And nobody is, uh, and by no means am I saying that that's what we should do. But sometimes, man, you know, you have to answer with the same, two, like, uh, uh, what's the saying? Fight fire with fire. You know, you only have two cheeks on your face now. They slap one, you turn the other one. Then pretty soon you're going to be running out of patience. I, I'm not even going to lie. Being, being, being raised a Muslim in America, especially during the time that, uh, you know, that it was back in the day, you know, I am really sure that, you know, we were never raised to feel feel inferior to white people. We were never raised that way. If anything, a lot of people, you know, they get, you know, kind of upset and kind of go kind of go through some stuff or whatever, what have you, and 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 run through some stuff and, and feel a certain way. But we were just never raised to be intimidated uh, by them. If anything, we were taught the truth of our of our heritage. We were taught the truth of you know, who we are, who we were as people and everything else. So I never had the opportunity to feel the real fear factor. I mean, I was in boot camp and, you know, went through a few situations with them, you know, a little bit of bullying and stuff like that. But beyond that, you know, uh, they had the drill instructors backing to to do dirty shit. Um, But long story short, um, I just was never, you know, put up on – on, on, on not being able to speak up for myself or representing as a man. I mean, for you know, I've done my research for twenty five bucks a month. If you can just afford that, you can get your, your children anywhere between fifty and a hundred grand. So that you know, even if they don't use it for this, you leave something behind because it was not done for me. But it's always been on my mind to make sure that you know my children would not have to endure the salacious fuckery that I had to endure. And you're right. I, I, I'm thinking ahead and planning ahead, uh, you know, to make sure that, you know, my, my kids don't have to don't have to buck and grind and go through all, all, all the business. So like, so, so like you say, you know, I don't have to reach back through their spirit and ask them what you ask them. What's the motherfucking business? I want to make sure that I at least attempt, you know, my lady's taken care of already, because of my little federal stuff, and I took the same insurance from the military to the post office, and I still hold on to that through my my retirement and stuff. And I'm making sure that she's taken care of. So I got to look after after my three soldiers. You know what I'm saying? I got one that I'm having a little difficulty with right now because of you know Mama want to hang on to him, issues and don't want to let go of his strings, even though he's 23 and he has to kind of latch on because you know uh, you know he ain't been around her and stuff. So she, she might really need him to be there. But, you know, you don't have to keep him away from me because I got plans with him. So he can come to some kind of understanding. So I can, you know, coach him because, you know, I was raised by my mama by, my, by herself. My father was around for a minute, and he was gone in 87. She, she, she went home 13 years ago on the 23rd of last month. Uh, actually, that was a birthday, the 17th, a week before she asked for the Lord's Prayer to be given to her. And then she went on up there and joined the old man. And then they're looking down, just like, you know, your mom and stuff. And they're about to be up there right now. See, I was saying, yeah, listen to them down there. They, you know, we raised two good, solid men. We young babies to, to 
kids, the young men, and the men, and their focus is different from ours, and if we would have been able to do it, there it is. But God has blessed me with enough wherewithal to know that I, I, if my wife is taken care of, I at least want to make sure that my seeds are taken care of also. The other one's got to join the team so I can help him represent because, like I said, I was raised by a very strong, very strong influential, uh, you know, Leo Mom who had seven children and, and, and did a wonderful job, obviously. But a woman can't teach a, a young man how to be a man. Like Papa nope. did, too many, too many, too many, too many, uh, you know, mother are left out here to, to, to become a pappy. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that for, for my sons. I want them to be able to have their own swaziness, their own swing, because they're they're all in their twenties, and I want them to be able to all have their own swaziness, and and, and let Mama, you know, enjoy hers, so so she don't have to do no reach back. So that's incumbent upon me, while my head is hot thinking about it, to make sure that that happens. So like I said, as as creative and as and inventive as we are with our music and our shows, and 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 trying to now, like you said, build into some solutions that we can maybe try to figure out to pass along to, to listeners and other people that we're trying to bring into the into the circle and everything. That's what I want to make sure that I do for, for my seed because, you know, they deserve at least that much from me. If God bless me with that type of intelligence, that's the type of intelligence I want to, you know, pass along to them, that the world is not, you know, as, as Langston Hughes said, the world is not a crystal state. And, 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 you know, it's some hard times out there, and I owed it to my parents to take my stuff to the next level because Pops picked up the year I was born and went moved, moved it, it, not, not so much into the burbs but where other successful African-Americans were out of the rough areas of Chicago, and he didn't want me uh, uh, to be within that. He had already endured that. So then he would learn to, to get along with those kind of folks. And I'm, I'm telling you, racism in America whether you are in Beaumont, Texas, or Chicago, Illinois, coming up, they are the same. The only thing that they do is, I call it the sugar over, or shit over, over a cake theory. It looks like chocolate. It spreads real nice over the top of the cake. When you need to warm yourself a piece up in that microwave oven, go to take a slice of it, you'll find out that you're not dealing with a cake that actually has chocolate. Shit on top of that bad boy. And that's the way yeah. we try to do our lives. They play kids, they talk this diversity nonsense because they want us accepting same-sex stuff. They want us to accept all these different things that's going on. That's the person's business. Like I put on this one post today about the WNBA basketball players marrying another woman. I said, if you're comfortable within your own self, mental, and slash skin, an announcement's not necessary. Just do you. You don't have to make an announcement and remind everybody what you're all about because you're, and, and, and by the way, don't compare your struggle to my struggle because you can look at me and discriminate. Two of y'all can be together, and I won't know what the hell is going on unless you do like you're doing nowadays and like you're telling me, like you're liberating yourself somehow, once again, you know, celebrating what predominantly white folks do and, and, and looking back at, at black folks and saying, okay, this is what real diversity is, and then getting angry with us if we don't buy into that. I'm sorry, but you didn't get no dogs sucked on you. I'm sorry, you didn't have no... No chains on you. You weren't you weren't stenciled like somebody was putting you know USMC or, or Marine Corps patch on some on some fatigues. You didn't go through that shit. Quit comparing your shit to mine because you didn't go through mine. I'm still dealing with this struggle. 
400 years, I'm still dealing with this. It didn't matter if I created blood plasma. You know, Charles who created blood plasma. Died on the steps of the hospital because they wouldn't let him in on blood plasma that he created. You know, Damn. you know Benjamin Banneker, Benjamin Banneker, Farmer's Almanac. You know what I'm saying? They're still using his Farmer's Almanac when to raise crops, when to cut them down, when to chop them up in these, in these uh, you know, farm states. Made the designs for the for the for the uh, for what is now Washington and designed all the buildings and made the map up and, 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 and mapped out the streets and did all that stuff. He created all that stuff. Yet you don't talk about him at all, which is why I created something else shit here that they don't they won't tell you. Because there's a lot of events and stuff that we created. The super soaker. Simple shit. Right down to the filament. You give Edison all that credit for the light bulb, but you don't talk about the filament that went inside that light bulb to make that reality a reality. So we have to teach our children something different. We have to teach them, you know, we have to arm them and let them know that their job in dealing with these policemen, your job, your part-time, full-time, or your overtime, even if you're getting off work at night, your overtime job and position is to make it home if you come into contact with these police. That's your job. Whatever you have to say, whatever you have to do, however mellow you have to do it, you have to make sure that you make it home, you know, and, and, and get home and get home safe and everything. I, I'm, I'm just like Dale Hughley said the other day on, on, on online. I stay woke until my son comes home because I'm concerned about him getting home. Because even up in Portland, Oregon, the racism is so thick it's ridiculous. And, and gentrification is so thick, they use gentrification in the tax codes to steal Big Mom and Big Papa's house and move all the blacks out to one area. By the way, it's a small enough town where you can keep an eye on, on the black section. And, and the racism in the inner city was one way. Then you moved all the whites in because of the gas prices. They didn't want to drive and be in that traffic. You put the blacks out in what they call the numbers, but we're going from letter names on streets into putting them into the numbered areas of town. Let's turn out where you can keep an eye on them out there. And then you jacked up the rent out there as well to push them even further out. There's a lot of dirty shit that goes on. And when you used to have those mayor meetings like Beaumont, Texas mayor, Dallas, Texas mayor, Houston and San Antonio mayor goes down to Georgia. And they all have mayor meetings with all the rest of the mayors from around the, the cities in America. And they come up with this gentrification bullshit to push us out, bring the homos in, bring in the people because they bring the homos in. It's, it's ain't me talking to those of you out there listening. Go to Wikipedia and look up the word gentrification. It'll tell you that the homosexuals are bought it because they think that they're more artistic than everybody else, which is a bullshit Damn. line. Because it's been put plenty of creative black folks have created a lot of shit. And you brought them in and you placed them in. That's why they're filling up all the city. And you see them and you hear all this so-called diversity shit, but diversity dies just like the, 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 the black motorist when it comes down to talking about us and the diversity. And yet, once again, you wear our culture like a suit. You steal our culture from us. I don't care whether it's rap, tap, jazz, shout, or, or whatever the, the, the artistic genre is. You put your name on it. I'll give you an example. There's a commercial on TV with, with uh, the Jackson song. And kids are getting ready to go back to school. A, B, C. That a commercial mm-hmm. started out with, with, with all the diversities of children. And they whittled that commercial down within six weeks. But the only thing left in that commercial was a little white girl being focused on throughout the whole commercial. Well, you look at the kids dancing in the hallway with their principal and stuff at the school and stuff, and you see all those those, those children blending and everything because they want you to believe that 
diversity is actually alive and well, and we know that it's not. They got Obama on 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 CBS this morning talking about he's a feminist. Feminist, the feminist, commander chief, feminist in, in, in chief. Okay, this kind of shit. They're moving a lot of shit around to basically replace you out of everything. So how do we make this work? We take your art, we take your talent, we take your diversity, and yes, folks out there, this all blends in with the police thing along with it. So so bear with me because I'm getting there. All this stuff blends in the same way because you're trying to get us to believe that diversity is alive and well in America. And you know, like the Book of Timothy says, you are lying the truth ain't in you because diversity stops at your doorstep and doesn't come back down. My culture, my everything, just hung on the shelf and in the background, and he, but you take bits and pieces of it and you make a slideshow out of it about what to steal from me next, whether it's my freedom of just trying to come home or my children's freedom or whether it's my artistic talents or whether it's anything else that has to do with being a black American. I'm not racist. I'm speaking of things from the black perspective of a man who's about 50 years old who has seen exactly what has happened and what has transpired, and I'm telling you verbatim for a fact what I know and not imaginary shit. Everything we've ever had, whether it's you, you, you anoint Fred Astaire for tap dance, yet you ignore the Nicholas Brothers. You anoint these modern-day jazz musicians, yet you, 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 you know, forget about uh, uh, Duke Ellington. You forget about, you know, Grover Washington, R.I.P., and the Brooklyn Brothers. You forget all about, you know, so far as rap is concerned. You say that the three top rappers are Big and Small, of all time, are Big and Smalls and Tupac Shakur, or Tupac Shakur, Big and Smalls, and Eminem. So what are you doing there? You're saying since the other two are dead, that Eminem is the greatest rapper alive? You a damn lie. I see how you do your business. You're real crafty with your business. I mean, I mean, if it comes down to crappy and slick, you're slicker than Slick Rick doing the show you know, uh, with, with, with his brother, Dougie Fresh. Oh, you're real slick with it. But the bottom line is, is that there's still enough old heads out here and mid-level old heads out here that see exactly what the program is. Gentrification, there's nothing gentle about it. You are literally coming into our neighborhoods, buying our houses out here in Portland for 89000 bucks and then reselling them $400,000 while moving us out into, in, into neighborhoods and, and, and basically put, throwing us out the pasture to ignore us. And you've done it all the way across the country. There's no place where gentrification has not settled in where you raise the property taxes and you push us out in the boonies. And then what you do to protect your fuckery is you bring these savage-ass cops in to our neighborhoods to intimidate us, beat up, beat up on us, and then push us further out into the boonies. We see what your plan is, and we here at Floss and Jeezy Show Worldwide, we are not asleep. And my man, T. Wilderville, he is not asleep. None of us are asleep. We recognize exactly what's going on, and we're not going to go to sleep on this. And we're definitely not going to tell our children that your vision of, of, of diversity is what it is. Tia Mara, the twins from the from the, from, uh, from, the, from the show with, uh, with that brother uh, Tim Reed and, 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 and that chick that used to play on 2 P27, that voluptuous chick. I forget the name. Uh, Jack A, Jack A. Jack, Jack A, the twin girls off of there. Well, it seems that the, the older twin 
you know, comes comes up with the idea and mentioned it yesterday that parents should allow little boys to be in touch with their feminine side. <laughs> she said that yesterday. Matter of fact, let me let me bring the article up because you know I don't like I want to shoot this shoot real quick because I don't want to I don't want to dominate the conversation. That's not what I'm here for, especially when I got a, another intelligent brother. I, I gotta, I gotta run this one by you because this bugs the hell out of me. Because with all of the problems that we have being recognized as equal men in this country, is this what the fame does? Because you go and, and marry, marry uh, mixed. You know what I'm saying? Marry mixed and, and everything, and 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 and, and get into Hollywood. It says in Tia Morrow's Montastic blog. Get some pushback. Actress Tia Morrow uh, Hardrick recently uh, filled a guest editor on, on, on the blog, Mom Tested, when she focused on parenting issues. She wrote, Why Gender Stereotypes Shouldn't Exist, which mentioned a friend whose son was bullied, uh, a bully when he wore nail polish to school. Obviously, someone in that house is paying attention. Said Morrow pointed out that people should be allowed to express themselves however they want to. And this is a child that he's gotten, as I, as I read on. He said, as long as they're not hurting anybody else without being judged. She went on to note that boys are affected by gender stereotypes more than girls are. If a girl's playing around with the truck, I don't feel that she will, that there will be a big uproar as a little boy playing with a doll. Mowers yeah. drew work to praise and all this other stuff. And this is a person who sits up and is 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 a, is, a, is an actress who once upon a time is probably C grade now, but was an actress who once upon a time with influence. And I'll say again, that was her opinion, and you have the right to your opinion, Miss Bowery. You have the right to your opinion. But as a father, and as an African American male or black man or whatever you want to call me, you know, the white man calls me nigger. A brother calls himself niggers with, but N I G G A, never ignorant on gaining goals and achievements, right? We're, we're giving this this view with all the problems that we have in associating ourselves in American life and trying to be the men to our children that they need to see. Why in the hell would I have one of my children want to put on fingernail polish or want to try to act feminine when that is not who he was born as and that is not who he is, regardless of the Hollywood slant? I got to let you have a piece of this one, man. Go ahead. <laughs> People are crazy. I mean, um, you just said a, a, a killer part about it when you said uh, your mom couldn't raise you to be a man. It's like you can't raise your daughter to be a woman. Uh, by saying some stupid thing about kids getting in touch with their feminine side, I mean, for one, uh, and it's crazy because my uh, my girl's nephew just the other day, she uh, the, my my girl's nephew came over to the house, was playing in the room with my daughter, um, and we happened to go in there, and he's in there playing with my daughter. She got my daughter's shoes on, so my my girl, you know, got on him, you know, told him that uh, little boys don't wear girls' shoes, don't play with purses, don't play with dogs. So she asked uh, his older brother, does he do that at home? He says uh, that the little boy, uh, he says, yeah, my my brother plays with my mama's shoes. 
and my mama first. So he said, so she asked what the mama do, and he said whoop him. During this time when she in there talking to, you know, his brother about what's going on, she goes in there to go back and check with him, check on him, because he had got, a, you know, he got in trouble, so he was feeling sad. He went laid down and dozed off. But when she went in there, he dozed off, and he had, like, a doll in his head. Now, regardless of him getting in trouble, he still went to go play with something that was criminal. Now, as a little boy, I don't think that's, you know, uh, the thing to do. If If my son is playing with uh, dogs and stuff like that, me being a man, I have to tell him that that's not the right thing to do. Now, I can't beat him. I can't beat him and make him, you know, not play with him. My main thing is to try to tell him about being a man. Uh, I'm going to squash that that, because I wanted to ask you a serious question also. Um, Do you remember, like, back in the days we were going to school and we did the time capsule thing? We took things and we buried them in the ground, and 20 years later we would go back and unbury them and, and see the things that we put in 20 years ago. But uh, right. the, where I, I was, that. What, you, you remember that? Well, what I was thinking yeah. of, like when you were saying about, uh, you know, trying to get China, China, secure a better future for your, your kids. And what I was thinking was, you know, how many times have we thought about leaving memoirs? Leaving videos, leaving uh, cassette talkings, uh, just some kind of recording and letting them know that during the time of the year, and I mean, at the time when you made the video, how, how, the, how the struggle was. And also, by listening to this video, it's trying to prepare you for your future. You also know that, yeah, they're they trying to squash it and um, live in a post-racial society right now, which we know that'll never happen. But if they're claiming that and they're trying to put it into the kids' heads right now, oh, racial, the racial divide is no longer. We, you know, everybody's treated equal. Well, if they didn't fool your kids and they, to, to thinking that and you give them a real account of what's really going on, it may open their eyes to recognize the bull crap. Because we're not here to tell them, you know, how, you know, what's going on and how to recognize this and what to be looking for. Well, then they won't know. And if they're being told a lie, lie constantly told telling lies, well, uh, evident, I mean, eventually you'll you'll come to believe that, you know, especially right. if you're not if if there's no one telling you that it's a lie. You know, everybody's saying the same thing, everybody's saying this and everybody's saying that. But you know, when I, I see the pictures of, of, of the blue-eyed Jesus on the walls and on the crosses and everywhere else, but when I Read the description inside the Bible. It doesn't describe that. But yet and still, right. you, you've deflected a, a, a false portrait of someone, and it, it went so many years to now we believing that this is who it is. Forget what that book says. We're looking at the picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, when, you, and when you take in context, of what you just said, you know, the picture that's painted right now, he said, when he was when he was uh, going up against Mitt um, Romney and company, when Obama was doing his second election, he said it correctly, and, and about John McCain, he said that history is prologue. History is prologue. History 
But look at history and look at what history teaches you. It teaches you um, exactly what it is that you should be doing, exactly why things happened the way they did, and exactly why you shouldn't be doing certain shit. That I should ignore my Bible or my Quran, because I'm a Muslim. But, I, you know, mom, you know, we Baptists and, and, you know, mom got us in Islam in 74 when I was 11. And, uh, you know, I respect every aspect of religion as long as it's being adapted and taught in the proper frame. But, there, but, but, there, but there's nothing in there anywhere, anywhere, within the, the paradigm or the sphere of this whole thing, right, that says anything. Anything, two men and two women doing things. And on the off chance, however rare it is, that I make a comment and someone's angry about something that I say, and I, and I try to be as respectable as I can from from all levels of everything that's going on with it when I'm talking to these people, my final retort is if my mother and father and their mother and father had adapted the same chain of thought for which they are now trying to lie on diversity because the only time you talk about diversity is when you're talking about this stuff they're talking about. And if I, if I align with that, me and them, you and I, or these communities and our communities would not exist. We would not exist because there's nowhere structured where doing things. I mean, you took something like insemination, which was made for men, men and women couples to be able to have a child and 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 and, and procreate and have families, and you turned it into something that's far beyond what the creator had designed. And you made something out of something that was something else. Again, that's your choice. What I don't want you doing to me or to my children or to anyone else that, that I care about is, is somehow telling us that we have a phobia in some kind of way simply because we're not a prisoner of the day, of the hour, of the year, of the decade, of the millennium, or of the moment. Because we do not agree with that. How to run your groove, how to make your moves, how to show and prove, or how to groove. I don't have the right over that. But I do have the right to my opinion and how I view the situation without you beating me up and telling me that I'm got some kind of phobia that didn't exist until you decided that you were you were alive. It's just like people that have vicious dogs. You know, and that dog loves you to death. Now, it works two ways on that. You know, not everybody's going to love your dog because you do, and your dog ain't going to like everybody just because they want to pet it. I mean, you know, that's the whole thing is, is like I said before, when I when I got into this and when I started talking about this, I know I went from the, from the cop situation to where we're at. But, see, we're under so many different fronts that we have to put everything, we have to look at everything in its entirety. Because this man develops one scenario after another scenario after another scenario after another scenario to figure out a way to divide, warehouse us away from each other, conquer us, separate and break up our families, remove the male out of the home, and then do experimentation and bullshit 
continue to conquer us in ways that we were not structured to be put in. And and that and that that is you know, if there's any fear I guess they want to call it, it would be that my children would somehow adopt that way of thinking about everything in their lives in in, in order to like I said about the WNBA basketball player earlier. If that is what you feel within your your mind, who you are, then that's the way that you can go ahead and run it and roll with that. But that's not the way that I'm going to structure, you know, my family to think about things or myself to be prior to leaving here because i got to go in front of the van one day. And and there's a lot of things that I've, that I've done in my life that I haven't been proud of, but I definitely don't want to go in front of him with that and saying that I took his his uh, union of, of, of men and women and did something else with it. I certainly don't want to go in front of him, you know, saying that I hate somebody just because of what they're doing. I don't hate you. I just don't agree with you. And, and we and I have the the right to, as they say, agree to disagree. So far as that's concerned. So as we continue to build solutions for our communities and get things together, map things together. When I hear someone who has notoriety, which a lot of people look at this falsetto notoriety from Hollywood as the bastard of everything that is, when you got everything from you know uh, Modern Family to you name it, pointing towards something that. You know, they're telling us that there's something wrong with us. If we're not, that's just not something that I'm going to inject into my children and think. Now, what they do on their own time, once they, as they are all grown children, they have to make decisions on things they want to do. And even they don't have to agree with Dad and everything that Dad has to say. But if they ask Dad's opinion, I'm going to be honest with them. I'm not going to try to placate it and say that everything is real because everything in this country is real for everybody but the black man. Even foreigners that come here are told that they're above who we are and that we're not to be taken seriously, you know, or somehow the big, the biggest lie they were told next to cocaine is that the Colonel's secret recipe was invented by a white guy. When we know better than that because during those times when he was a colonel with that outfit he got on, you know, Big Mama, big mama was whipping up that chicken and that recipe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course that's possible because the children of Aunt Jemima just sued uh, the, the uh, Quakers or whoever makes that product over a century. They've been claiming that Aunt Jemima was there was their recipe, and that was an actual woman on that thing. And they took the rag yeah. off her head, so she no longer looks like a slave slash gang member. They took the rag off her head. And, and, and gave her gave her a curl, which which was nice and everything, and changed the box. But they tried to rob from that family. So we have to be careful what we put out there, what we 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 service as as a new norm and all the other nonsense because it's not. Yes, that's crazy, that man. And you know, and you know what, brother Neil, I never I never looked at it like. I, I, I never looked at the Aunt Mama issue like that. I remember on some of the on some of those boxes that she had that red bandana on her head, man. And you know, it, yep. it brought me back to how they used to draw those old Tom and Jerry cartoons. How they used to portray the black lady as the maid, and and you know how how they had them all looking on those old cartoons. But then you know you know what you said. I stopped seeing that rag on her head, and I seen her looking like she had one of those uh, curly hair dudes, as if she was like a uh, what's that lady name used to have that show? What's her name? Uh, the uh, Donna Reed. Remember the Donna Reed show? 
remember the Donna Reed show? That was the perfect. The Donna Reed was the perfect. Was the perfect family show. You know, they they try to portray that as, as that being the perfect. Donna Reed was the perfect housewife. You know, the perfect mother. She did everything by the book. You know, at dinner with but stand for advice. You know, but they try to put that on us on, on, on TV to make it seem like that's the right way to do it. You know, we had so much strife. From um the Huxtables on TV, you know how many people was you know you know how many white people was hating because Bill Cosby them wasn't portraying the role of your normal uh your normal you know black family. These were lawyers and and he was a gynecologist and she was a big time lawyer. The the, the, the kids had you know didn't get in trouble. You know, besides Theo trying to make his own clothes or something, but the, the, those kids wasn't getting, you know, they wasn't they wasn't getting in trouble. And, and you know, we got a basic, you know, ah, uh, you, uh, you think you all that? You think you you think you a hustler? You think you Bill Cosby? You think you this and the third? And it's not that. Well, if we have a a, a, a positive light and a positive image that we try to portray to raise our family to be like the hustlers. Yeah, everybody want to be a, a, a accountable, uh, 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 you know, uh, citizen doing what you got to do to make to make your family, you know, be successful and and, and, and raise above the bullshit. Everybody try to do it, but guess what? You know how many people was uh was was big up in Roseanne? You know, they was they were white pretty much. They were the white trash. They got treated like black people. <laughs> I mean, no, no, seriously. Roseanne was the white trash that got treated like black people, and Roseanne was like the black mother because she didn't hold her voice, she didn't hold her mouth back. You know, that's what sisters. You know, that's what they say about sisters. They don't, they, you know, they, they gonna say what they gotta say. And Roseanne, to me, was the was portrayed to be the now that made money. That show made money for ABC and whatever networks had it, had it going on. Roseanne made money for that. But nobody, them people really didn't give a damn about Roseanne because when she went out there and they got her to sing that that national anthem, <laughs> you know she 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 killed it worse than Carl Lewis. Well, I well I I don't know I I don't know I ain't gonna say she that's killed it worse than Carl. That's that's a photo finish right there, bro. <laughs> yeah yeah I can't say she did it worse than Carl Lewis. But you pretty much you pretty much get where I'm coming from on that, and it's like what. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, but what I was, no, the point I was trying to make is, once she got in the uh, uh, the public eye, that's not behind that camera. This is real life of what she was doing, and she was only portraying the, she was only singing that national anthem. I've heard Roseanne talk. I've heard Roseanne have conversation. So she was holding, she was only singing that that national anthem in the tone of her of her character. Because she thought that America would be cheering her up if she got to sing it. Like, they booed the shit out of her. Because they didn't give a damn. Yeah, they really didn't give a damn. San Diego when they did that. Her and Tom Arnold. I remember that. Yeah, they, they didn't give a damn about about her. But, but she was thinking since she was on TV, they was, you know, they was making money doing what they had to do. That them folks was going to be big up. And they didn't give a damn about it, Even if she was in character. They didn't care about that. But, you know, we... We as a people, man, and I'm not just talking about 
us. I'm talking about the whole human race. What right. what what we what, what we fail to realize is certain things it can't stay the same way all the time. It has to break out that circle. It can't stay inside the clock hand all the time. It got to break out that circle. And the breakout part is not us. The breakout part is them. They're not going they're not used to us breaking out. They're not used to us saying what we want to say. They're used to holding the whip, cracking the whip, and then making somebody scared just because they heard the crack of the whip. You know? Well, see, this, this is the whole thing, Jay. This is the whole thing. And this is why, why I say that I was talking earlier about all the inventions that we came up with that the white man gangster from us. If you look, if they were paying attention, which they probably weren't, but they never do because they don't think we got no sense knowing that, right? If you look at what they, what the Cosby's were saying, first of all, because they little-minded ass can't see us as doctors and lawyers in the first place, if they paid attention to the schools that those two went to, you would see that it was very possible for them to be a doctor and an attorney. Very possible. Just like Howard Law, Howard, Howard University is all black university. And what does Howard University have? A law school. And the doctors, yeah. a decent thing. Now, what school, that, if a, a quiz, what school did Claire Huxtable put Huxtable go to? Was it Spelman? Was it Spelman? One was Spelman. That's that's the one that 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 uh, that, that that she that she went to that that he went to, and the, and the and the other one was 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 uh, Whitman. Whitman. Because okay. he got to understand something. They got down to the Cosby. He, he broke the law. Not only did he have a, a, a wife that was a lawyer and him as, an, as, a, as a doctor, but he broke the the, 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 the white rule of law by sending his kids to college. He sent them yeah. to the college, and then they developed into somebody else. It's a different world than where you come from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a different world. So they broke, they broke the rule. But if one went to, to, went to Spelman, he went to Spelman, and and, 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 and and the other one went to Hillman. That's what it was, Hillman. The other one went to Hillman. Yeah, Hillman. And, and, and they had those programs from ROTC, which was the reason why the colonel from, from uh, Cooley High was the colonel, right? They had they yeah. had doctorships and internships at those colleges. So when they married, she was part of a private, and he had his own practice from years of being yeah. a doctor. But remember, when the women had their babies, then they went to the regular hospital so at their obstetricians where he could treat them. So the white man looked past the fact that not only was that possible, but they went to black colleges. You didn't hear UCLA or Notre Dame or, 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 or Texas University or Texas A&M. You didn't hear those. You heard Spillman, Spellman, and you heard him. Those are the schools yep. that they went to. Hey, 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 Brother Mills, that's two historical black colleges, brother. That was another thing that they were putting out there. They wasn't going to the they wasn't going to your regular run of the mill more run of the mill colleges. They went to historical black that was another thing that they did. See they didn't they didn't want they didn't want you to be hearing about Spellman and Hillman and, 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 and you remember you remember uh one of the episodes he had to go back to where he was a uh Remember, he had to go run a track. He almost had a heart attack right there. But he had to go back and go run track. You know, that was just some of the old things that they were doing. But, you know, 
back in back in that day, man, you know, they didn't want they didn't want us to have they didn't want us to really portray that type of stuff out there on the T V. Not only did they want to do the strike, his rival came to his house and challenged him to go do that event. Yeah. 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 And, and you know and you know a lot of and you know a lot of that stuff, man. And you know a lot of that stuff, man, they were they were, you know, it was a lot of uh it was a lot of, you know, uh they were rivals doing that thing, but it was a lot of uh it was a lot of black people, man, you know, going on that television show, they didn't have no problem. Remember they remember his dad would go over there and his friends would come over, they played cards and you know, the 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 the, the wives would go and they go in the kitchen and fix their little stuff then the then the fellas would sit in the front room, play the cards, you know, smoke their little stogies or whatever. But I mean, it wasn't a a show uh, depicting uh violence. You know one of the things that came on after that that used to disturb me that came on after the possible was Hill Street Blues. You remember that? Remember Hill Street Blues? Well Hill Street Blues was a a a, a cop show that was uh, they were dealing with everyday everyday issues. I think what was that Chicago? Hill Street Blues was in Chicago, right? Hill Street Blues was uh, New York. Oh, it was New York cops. I thought it was Chicago cops. But I mean, anyway, still, I mean, you know, after after those shows came on, and then they hit you with, you know, this is okay. That was a fairy tale show. This, but this show is right now reality. You know, you got your criminals, people running for the cops, and shootings going on, and, you know, they tried to bring us back into a reality state. In our mindset, we were looking at, you know, the Fantasy Island. Uh, 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 you know, the Huxley was the Fantasy Island. Right. You know, they were tattooing. They was tattooing bombs. They're playing. They're playing, you know. That's that's that was, it was like a dream that they were selling us, man. And, and, and a lot of those folks didn't understand it. That's why when I take my opportunities, when I can watch these shows, they come on and show these reruns. I watch them. I look at the reruns and I watch them. Yeah, and I watch them as if I've never seen them before. Well, see, that's the, that's the whole thing, right there. You know, you have the right idea. And if you and if you went back and you watched the show, what did you see Cliff doing? He sits up and he and he he um he sits up and he had to say it was an anonymous city, so they never said what city that was. But it said but it looks like it was it was saying uh New York New York City or, or I don't I don't know. But anyway, it um he always wore shirts and, and sweatshirts that either showed black talent back in his day when he was young, or it showed black universities on the sweatshirts and the clothes that he wore. Or he would, you know, talk about, he would dance with with Claire and talk about the memories of the schools and stuff that they went to. Then they turned around and had the audacity to send their kids to college and gave them two shows back to back. Now, one thing I noticed is that um, Seinfeld, they always made sure that they put on behind the Cosby show. And they made mm-hmm. sure that, and, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they got so cold with it, they canceled a different world, right? When they, was, when mm-hmm. they had came back in a couple of seasons where they had graduated into teachers. Remember that? Some of the, some yep. of the kids graduated into teachers, and, and, and they were sent, and, and 
Kim with the, with the dark skin circle with the big booty. They they were they were they were being teachers and 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 and, and cafeteria workers and and all kind of stuff. And they had to get rid of that. So what they did was they canceled that because Seinfeld was too far out. You couldn't have something sponsored by Cosby back to back like that, right? Yeah. That's why they, that's why they're destroying his character now. But even after the show was over and done. Do you know when when Cosby went on tour and, and went to doing his 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 stage his stage stuff again? Be one of these kind of deals where he would go on tour with Cosby. So he, he his career was really about nothing, just like his show was was based on being about nothing. His career was, in my opinion, was was pretty much the same because because he um, you know what I'm saying he he. Um, Oh. Because he's because he um he followed Cosby everywhere he went to to sit up and destroy this man who can barely see now who gave everybody an opportunity and that one initial chick who was running around really trying to fry him at first they found out she was lying they if you notice they didn't go ahead and go to court with him they dropped all the charges all of them dropped all the charges this because he was getting ready to have another show and. Uh, and, uh, you know, destroy his career. You know what, hey, man, we got about a, a buck and a half left so far as call-in time. If anybody don't call in within the next 90 seconds, you're done. Go ahead and give us a 90 seconds. Go ahead and give me a shout-out, my man. All right, man. You know, first and foremost, I'm going to give first shout-out to the big man up above. G.O.D., without him, it wouldn't be another us, man. Second, I'm going to give a shout-out to the brother Mills, man, for having the show. And allowing us to, you know, uh, have a forum to reach out and talk to. Third, you know, I want to give it up to the listeners for everybody listening and tuning in. That tune in. Um, I would like to, I would like to ask people that's listening to, don't be afraid to call in. Um, um, and, and, and you know, give us, give us a little of your input. That's all we ask. You know, for input, it's not like uh, we're gonna hate you if you don't agree with what we're talking about. You know what I mean? But I mean, just different inputs from different scenarios or you might have a, a story or a situation that you didn't deal with and that we all can learn from it. So, you know, I would just like to thank people, man. I mean, ask people to, you know, just give us a holler, man, and call the show and just let us know what, exactly what's going on with you. You know, we let you know what's going on with us and what we see. We're just giving y'all opinions. We're not suggesting anybody do anything, but, but the right thing. And that's, you know, look, look up to the Lord and, um, you know, and, and don't take things into your own hands. Just let it take course, and hopefully that the Lord will handle it before, you know, uh, it's all said and done. Amen. All praise is due to the Father. We certainly appreciate your your guidance and your help this evening. Lord, we're giving us the, the venue and, and a speaking post and to be able to go down memory lane and remember the good things that's out there, you know, some topics out there we do out there. that may in particular people might not agree with or or might not like or maybe, you know, have a certain feeling towards it or whatever. But you know what? They're just the thing. Agree with them. Uh, uh, human beings are not going to agree with everything all the time. But, you know, all the time, you know, God is good and God is good all the time. We're able to have this format to be able to do what we do. A man, you know, T. Will DeVille was chomping at the bit, wanted to get some stuff off his chest. I had to give him that avenue where, you know, we're going to continue to, to delve into these uh, social and political sports and everything issues and, and get it out there and everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, my man T is just like T 
just like most uh, good friends that I run into. We headbutt a little bit when we first meet, and then we, we do Wonder Twin Powers, and we activate. We're trying to activate the God's love and let the folks know what's going on out there. We're going this is 100 Radio with Bossy Jeezy Worldwide. I try to give everybody that opportunity, dial that 516-418-5983 number to give your opinions because we might not agree all the time. Humans rarely do, but we do have an opinion, and it must be put out there because it's not only good for the soul for what we do, but it's something that we do in order to give ourselves more definition because we got babies and you know, grown and, and small and otherwise in the game. And we want to make sure that, you know, everybody knows what's going on. There's a lot of stuff out there that they don't tell you. Make sure you tune in and if you want to join that page over there, something else they won't tell you. There's a lot of stuff that my man and T-Will and Bill put in there that gives you your daily report from our perspective because so often we are ignored for what we feel. We, we believe just like everybody else. We have human feelings just like everybody else. And a lot of stuff gets pretty intense because, you know, you know, it's it's hurting for us to see the things that we see. We we can't look at stuff through rose colored glasses and we don't kiss asses. We give it to you one hundred to the fullest, to the best of our ability. And if you don't like what's being said, call in challenge because we like the challenge and maybe we can gain some perspective from y'all if we don't give we just talk to each other. But either way, this is what we do, get it in. I'm going to throw on a real smooth one real quick by DFX and old school. I know my man T will know what's going on with this bad boy here. A little surprise for you right here. Maybe drop one of uh, T's hot jams on y'all because that's what I do. He's got more good stuff coming down there from from the from Beaumont, the maker of great NFL football players. And uh, this is what we're going to do. So let's take a brief break real quick, right, so I can get something to uh, squeeze down some of this old horse voice. A man always gets me fired up. We fire up each other, but it's 100 all the time. Your boy DMX, and this is dedicated to those folks out there who don't have it together. DMX, slip it. Doing my first bit Back on the scene at 14 Wrote a scheme 
to get more green than I'd ever seen in the dream. And by all means, I will be living high off the hog. And I never gave a fuck about much but my dog. That's the only one I'd head off in my last. Just another look. Come on. Headed nowhere fast. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. To have. It's worse as I get older. Actions become bolder. Heart got cold. Chip on my shoulder that I didn't it touch. Didn't need a click, but I scared it that much. One deep with the starting for kicks. Catching Vicks, throwing bricks. Getting by, being slick. Used to get high just to get by. Used to have to fall. In the morning before I get fly. I ate something. Couple of 40s made me hate something. After some now I'm ready to take some. Three years later, showing signs of stress. Didn't keep my hair cut, or give up how I dress. I'm possessed by the darker side, living the cruddy life. Like this, kept with a bloody knife. Wanna make records, but I'm fucked up. Slipping, I'm falling, can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. Get back on my feet so I can tear. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Wasn't long before I hit rock bottom. Like damn, look how that got open like a window. No more endo. Look at a video. Say to myself that could have been yo. It's on the TV. Believe me, could be done. Something got to give, got to change. Now I got a son. I got to do the right thing for shorty, and that means no more getting high, drinking forty. So I get back looking tight, slick again. Fake, jump back on my. Again, nothing but love for those that know how it feel And much respect to all my Kept it real, you strong Kept it from doing wrong Who they is, and this is your song And to my boo, who stuck with it, I do All the fools, you'll get yours Because it's do Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling I can't get up Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling I can't get up Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling I got to get up VIP treatment. Yeah, yeah. Seven star jeans. Triple seven nine C. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say you got that work? Stop lying. Them wolf tickets that you're selling, we not buying. Doing too much, you need to stop trying. Out the pan into the fire, but you're still frying. You say that you a boss, nigga, you a lie. Try to make it rain, but you're too dry. Ask too many questions like who and why. Keep on acting like a bitch and get your tubes tied. You say you got that work, hate to stop lying. You had a dream, you was on a team, we are not hiring. Starstruck, stargazing, haters be admiring. We VIP, baby, we do the fire. What's my apparatus, hate a CEO status. Keep them blazing pistols, this a stick up like a cactus. Keep me 40k stuffed underneath my mattress. In the shotgun throwing balls, you wide out so kiss this. Triple seven, ISC, seven star G's, we make hits. Well, my text is on the rise, this live in the wreck. Hard work and trustworthy, that's what we reflect. On the road to getting big money, calling the traveler's check. Headed to a city near you, we come to wreck. This perfection that is finest, we perfect. Nothing 
that work, stop lying. The wolf tickets that you're selling, we not buying. Doing too much, you need to stop trying. I the pan into the fire, but you're still frying. You say that you a boss, nigga, you a lie. Try to make it rain, but you're too dry. Ask too many questions like who and why. Keep on acting like a bitch and get your tubes tied. Too many stupid dudes, goofy doofuses and buffoons. VIP, we come through and get it popping like Michael J. Fox in a room full of balloons. On the floor, Harlem shaking in a hypodermic needle suit. Ain't nobody doing it like this. Rock right like this. Get hyped like this. Burn through steel, acid flow, thermite shit. Me and my brother T. Will colder than a Klondike bike. Feel like I'm on top of the world. You can feel my mic. You can feel the flame from the rap. Talk bad and catch two backhands and feel that. I shake off more charisma than you have and leave it wrapped up in a prophylactic or an old rag. Stone Cold Flow, you already know that. VIP, that's where me and my bro at. Track after track after track, we just go at it. All night laying down lines like a snow addict. Say you got that work, stop lying. Them wolf tickets that you're selling, we not buying. Doing too much, you need to stop trying. I the pan into the fire, but you're still frying. You say that you a boss, nigga, you a lie. Try to make it rain, but you're too dry. Ask too many questions like who and why. Keep on acting like a bitch and get your tubes tied. Lift your glasses up, toast to the good life. Sunshine on this day, just another day to get it right. Keep it 100 in other words, keep it tight. Head first, bullet train through the tunnel, you see the light. But the height, like a prototype, get you uppercut out the ring. First round of the title fight, don't get your bill rung. Don't make me clean your clock, have you moonwalking, talking smooth off your fucking block. Reason why they see me stay loaded in his cock. Heavy metal head banger, don't get your body rocked, don't get your body rocked. Don't get nothing like wasting, I'm trying to get swole Keep that action in my hand, remote control Hope I'm running through my heart track like paper getting ripped apart Just cause you look dumb, you don't have to play the part Standing there acting dumb, boy you better play it smart Say you got that work, stop lying Them wolf tickets that you're selling, we not buying Doing too much, you need to stop trying. I the pan into the fire, but you're still crying. You say that you a boss, nigga, you a lie. Try to make it rain, but you're too dry. Ask too many questions like who and why. Keep on acting like a bitch and get your tubes tied. Yeah, 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 that's the jam for real. My man, T. Real is real. You know what I'm saying? Spanking them niggas with about them wolf tickets they dropping. They ain't real. They ain't loyal. Four way. Yeah, you had to get some more of them seven star general showing up one hit of quitters up in there, Mike. Already. Definitely about to get some more of them one hit of quitters up in here. Oh, well, you know, man, I got you lined up, man. I just want to, uh, I'm going to shoot you some more. Uh, you know, it's all good, bro. That's working. That's working for real, dog. It's working for real. Man. But what, what are you? Are you on Central Time? Yeah, I'm on Central Time out here. So it's uh, it's 11, it's 11, 12 right, right now, but it's what, 9 o'clock out there where you at? <laughs> oh, you already know, man. Sun's going down early now. It ain't, it ain't nothing nice, boy. I tell you. Comments shooting through the sky. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, but like you said, man, we got a. Like you said, man, we got a lot of stuff covered from where I'm from. I'm down there. Like you said, you, check, you were in Portland, Oregon. 
We got uh, yep. Scotty usually call in from, you know, uh, Canada. Um, and some other people who, you know, usually were called in. But, I mean, we pretty much got the map not fully covered, but at least certain angles of it. And, you know, yeah. the information that we share with everybody, man, everybody's not trying to share that information or put it out there like that. Down there, locked down, you saying? Need to, need to get me an NY connect, you know, just, just to keep it rolling. Of course, you got NASDAQ, PSA, and Seattle. So, yeah, man, we, <laughs> we, we cover things, man. You know, people get a chance to go back and, and listen to what's going on, man, as we try to keep it straight, so. You know, I'm, I'm loving it, man, because like I said, you know, get a chance to get stuff off the chest, get a chance to, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, do do fact checks and, and reality checks on all this crazy stuff we've been dealing with out here. And that, that's always going to be a good thing, man, because uh, a lot of these folks, they think that we sleep, but we're not, man. It's like we were talking about that situation with Heathcliff and and, and, uh, and the and the Claire. You know, those, those mm-hmm. are like colleges. Those, those were accredited programs, and, you know, they just became successful. She didn't belong to no gigantic law firm, but, but the law firm she was with, they were sharp, and she, and she was a part-time. I don't understand. I didn't even think that with, with all the lawyers and, and, and uh, creative folks, like I said, you know, Charles Drew, you know what I'm saying, was the, the lawyer that uh, created, um, you know, blood plasma. And, and, and that, that one brother, um, most deaf, I forget who he played. He was a doctor at John Hopkins, you know. I mean, we've always had smart, intelligent people. We just didn't, you know, have the exposure that most people get just off of melanin, off of skin color. And, you know, there's it, a reason for that because, you know, they're so afraid that maybe just maybe their children might find somebody within our culture that they like. And, I mean, evidently it's not too bad because, I mean, people are getting more credit for pretending to be us than we are being ourselves right about now, so... I guess I guess we ain't so bad after all, you know. I don't I don't know what it is, but I know that this, these police forces, they're really scared, man. They keep keep hearing the book. You know, we we actually are fearful. We actually fear for our life. And you ain't got as long as you approach a man like a, like a, like a, you want to be approached. A lot of times you can avoid a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be. We got hard heads just like y'all got hard heads. But if you at least you know give us the benefit of the doubt, approach us in a civil manner because. I've I've seen too many um, videos where y'all just take off ones, and it's insane the way you act. And it's like it's it's crazy. How do you expect people to to actually take you seriously and take your, your job seriously when you don't take us uh, seriously as human beings? Because we're before anything, we're human beings first. You know, we're human beings first, and that's what needs to be remembered. So that's how that thing leans out there. Man, I'm gonna have another show tomorrow night, man. You know what I'm I can't have one Saturday because, you know, the old lady's having her uh, a birthday party um, on Saturday, so I'm gonna be filled up with that. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to have another one, man. Depending on what your schedule is, let me know what your schedule is for tomorrow. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap it around then. Well, man, uh, you know me, man. Whenever you having a show, you know I'm on, the, I'm on the same issue all the time. You give me a holler, cause I mean I ain't got. I ain't got no problem with uh, I ain't got no problem with sharing information and getting out and just conversate, man, and just do what we do. So you you line it up, and whenever you line it up, you know you can hit me on the inbox and hit my hit my page and let me know when it's going down, and I'll be sure to call in, man. That's good, man. Cause your your info be on time, man. And when you send me stuff, do you belong to that something else they won't tell you group? I guess. 
Let me. I, I want you to be able yeah, to yeah, check yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in that group, but for some reason, brother Nils, I can't, I can't get the things that I post. I can't put that in those groups for some reason. I don't know how to do it. So that's why I shoot it to you for you to share it because you can that's pretty much put that in there. You're a little bit more computer savvy than I am. Well, you can de- you can depend on that to happen because, like I said, you know, uh, you know that you got a lot of useful information, man, and that. That one about the uh, the guy shooting at the cops and he walking away and getting ready to buck, buck shots again. Then all of a sudden, because he don't bust a shot, he got mental health issues. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, it's, it's, funny, it's, funny, that the, it's funny the way that they come up with the excuses and they do things they do things to justify that. Man, I just seen these cops punch women in the face, grab by the ear, and just be punching them in the face. And, and you're doing this crap to unarmed people. I mean, you're doing it to you're, you're doing it to unarmed people. I can see if somebody had a Roscoe and you were scared on that level. But you can't claim scared and fear for your damn life if it's sick to y'all. And y'all, and y'all sitting on somebody to the point where they can't breathe. I mean, if you put six of y'all together, that's a, that's at least a quarter of a ton on somebody, right? Or, or they unarmed. You know they're unarmed. You cannot justify shooting somebody and they running away from you. And if you go shoot somebody and they run away from you, aim for their leg. I mean, that's what you go to the pistol range for. That's what we that's what we did in the military. We qualified with rifles. With you know uh, assault tank weapons, uh, you know uh, pistols and shit, you aim to disable and not kill. If you if you don't have to kill somebody, if they if you got a weapon and they don't, there's no there's a way that you can do it. If you show up and whipping up that taser and putting you know fifty thousand volts in somebody. They had this teenage girl, man. They must have this child about seven about seven times fifty thousand volts. That's three hundred fifty thousand volts running through somebody. They ain't gonna be good no more. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's insane. Insane shit happen. You know, that's the world we live yeah. in, man. That's our world. That's our world in ninety minutes. You know. Yeah, that it, it, it's crazy, man. But like you said, it's the world we live in today. <laughs> ain't got ain't got to be Charlie Rose. My world in ninety seconds. No, that's that's not my world. I don't want it to be anybody else's world. You know, you know you can slow it down. You know you can slow it down, but you don't try. And the excuse, and the feeble excuses you come up with for this dogma is, is, is ridiculous. Because your comments, just like with that one brother, he choked out a friend in the store, Eric Garner, man. And you on you online a little while later saying some some terrific shit, you know, about him calling him a fat pig and a slob and this dumbass has done this and. You know, they're saying that the, the, the girl in uh, Baltimore that just killed and, and shot the five-year-old, too. Uh, they're saying that, you know, she 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 raided the habit. She bought it on herself. It was her fault. I'm like, yeah, she, she really wanted to be the shooter with that pistol. So, what a way to make your day. Yeah. They, 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 what they're what they going to do is, man, that we put ourselves... In any type of position to where we looking like we coming to them and we have some kind of wisdom, they're going to try to take us out, man. 
Uh, he'll deceive you coming at him with some chapters at the top. Think you need some Chinese takeout or something. They think you're going to be arguing them and they keep the shit out of you because they think you're going to be arguing with the damn chopsticks, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that, that's how I'm allergic to hot mustard. I told him I was allergic to hot mustard. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, it's crazy, but, you know, we try to find humor and laughter in a lot of sad situations. I mean, yeah. um, to continue to keep us in a depressed state of mind to where, you know, um, uh, we're being, we already being oppressed already. So you keep us in a, uh, you know, in a stressful, um, um, in a, you know, a, a crazy messed up mind frame. And then, you know, it gets to the point to where we turn paranoid. We're thinking that you're out to kill us and he's out to do something. So now we have to protect ourselves in any shape, form, or fashion that we possibly can come up with. This is one of these dudes today when I got to work, uh, when I got to work today, he's one of the white guys work up here. He, uh, he says, man, look what I made. And it's fucking like this half a sword deal. Well, he took, uh, you know, the uh, like the paper cutters they used to have back in the days where you would put the paper under it and you put the big old thing down to, like, to cut that paper up. Right. That had, like, the sharp little edge or whatever. Well, he took that, took the pieces off, sharpened it up, curved it up, and made it into something like a, like a little sword today. So when he pulled it out, he was like, he was like, yeah, man, look what I made, man. And when he seen somebody coming, he hurry up and hit it. Now you you was quick to show me. One of the white dudes, one of the white dudes up here. You you was quick right. to show me what you did, and I was like, oh, I see what you did, man. I say yeah, yeah. I, I say you look like you trying to be innovative in what you're doing. He's like, oh man, it's just a regular old blade, but you know he was really show really. Anxious to show me what he did, but when somebody, when another person came and the white person came, they he seen it, he hurried up and hid it as if he wasn't supposed to have it. But I ain't got no problem showing showing him, showing this nigga what I got. Now I stand his ass with this if I have to, you know. It's not, it wasn't. Yeah, but I'm just saying, and it wasn't, and it wasn't a problem with that. My problem I had with it is he he's one of the guys that got into it with one of my coworkers, which is a black dude. And they had, uh, they were doing uh, some cleanups. I think in the dorms they were doing cleanups. This was uh, school let out for the fall. Uh, I mean, school let out for the summer. They were doing cleanups in the dorms, and uh, the guy was going through a lot of the stuff that they had to put on the trailer to throw away. So he was rumbling through the stuff and to see, you know, pretty much what he could get or, you know, what he could find, that, you know, that he could take home. And when the guy told him, hey, man, you, you're moving all the stuff out, he said, we don't mind you going through it and see what you want to take. But how about just take all that stuff and go throw it in the garbage? Like, don't go rumbling through it and then leave it for us to throw it away. Since you're going to rumble through it, take it to the garbage and throw it away. That way you can pick what you want out of it, but just throw it away, which I totally agree with the dude. If you're going to disturb it to look in it, then you can take it to the dumpster as you Taking out or moving whatever you don't want, just throw it away. You get whatever you want out of there. Well, this dude went to this big old, you know, defensive deal, and he got to calling them. Well, uh, around here right now, they don't, they don't want to. They want to use the N word. They want to call you niggas, but you know it, that's kind of a, like a taboo thing. You, you're liable to get punched in the mouth calling a black dude nigger today 
than you than you would, you know, anything else. So they, he didn't want to use that. So what? So so the other offensive word he was using was boy. So he tried to put the boy game on. Hey, what you want? Well, what you gonna do, boy? So you know he like you know and 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 my coworker almost he told me he said man I almost fell for it. He, he said I almost slapped the shit out of him. I said he said but if I would have slapped him I know what he would have did. I said he was gonna call them laws. They'd have came around there, pepper sprayed you in the face, shot you, probably shot you, fired you, and and they would have just got somebody else in there. He said and that's exactly what he wanted. He said but I didn't fall for it. He said I knew how to beat him. He said so I talked to him crazy. Like he was talking to me, and he said it made him more mad that I talked to him crazy than me basically hitting him. And I was like, well, all he was trying to do really was to get you to put that key in, and put that key in your back, man, and get you to punch him. And then he would have had, you know, then he would have had the grounds to, you know, get you fired. I'm gonna sue him and all this, even though he's saying the things to try to get him provoked to doing it. You know, and this is, and this is just, this is just like. Some of the do this is where I work at at the university. So I mean, they're not. It's, it's not hiring. Uh, it's not like they hiring people that's coming in with this straight. You know, uh, we're looking at it as an ethnic equal uh, equality. They're not worried about that. They're just getting rednecks to come in and do the damn job. And these these guys are coming in with that redneck mentality. You know, and and and. You know, like I said, you 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 liable to use the nigga nigga road today, call somebody a nigga and get punched in your damn mouth. Like we not having that no more. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, you know, it's crazy, man. I think that I think that one of the main solutions is, and I uh, and I told you, uh, uh, I think the couple of shows we had last was I honestly believe that all all law enforcement. That's going out for people that's trying to be into this law enforcement. I think that they need to go through extensive military police training, trained by the military yeah. to where the military will train you for your country. You're looking out for your country, and it's not looking out for oneself. I think that if you would send all these cops before you are able to be assigned to a police station or force or police force. I do believe that they need to go through some kind of military training that the military is, is washing their minds of being individually thinking and putting them on one whole asset of it's all about the military. It's all about whatever branch you're in. I mean, when uh, I got a cousin that was in, the, uh, was in the Marines, I got a cousin that was in the Navy, and a cousin that was in the Army. Each one of them said it's all about that branch of military. They're not big up. Uh, uh, my cousin in the, my cousin was in the uh, in the Marines. He wasn't big enough to name. He was talking about how they would all get together and how they would fight each other because of how much the test, how much the, the stress and stuff was built up from them always wanting to go to war, going to war. Now they don't, you know, the the, the navies don't like the, the the Marines and nobody liked the Army and nobody liked the Air Force and it's like you know. You got you. You guys are supposed to be protecting our whole country, and here it is. You're fighting, it's like inside fighting with each other. When reality strikes, we really need you to be fighting outside of each other. You know. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to protect our, our department of the navy. That's what's funny. Yeah, the, the Marines are 
part of the Department of the Navy. All we are or were were the the ground, the ground troops for the Navy commercials. You know, the yeah. the uh the uh Eagle was for uh for the nation. The globe was for worldwide service and the uh anchor is for Navy traditions. So why the hell they can't they couldn't merge when when, when they have Marines on a ship, they're there to be security and firewatch. To make sure that don't nothing happen and they can they you know, these twenty four hour posts where they, you know, four on, four off. You know, for the duration of that time that they're out there except for, for being on liberty and being able to go on leave and stuff like that. And and, and the fact that they you know, they, they do so much so much nonsense. I mean they used to try to psychologically psych us out to saying well, there's two types of, there's only one, there's light, light, there's, 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 there's uh, light marines, light green marines, and dark marines. Well, that was, that was translation for black and white. You just put a, a different color on the thing. And, you know, and, and, and there it is. Are you, you know, you always want to say how the Marine Corps were always, you know, what goes in first for a reason that the Army, you know, lost too many battles in, in Vietnam and Marines had to come and take those spots back. At the end of the day, if the enemy's looking at you and trying to shoot you in the ass, they don't care what branch of service you in. The only, the, only guys, the only guys that really get over is the Air Force because the planes are too fast for anti-aircraft guns and shit like that. So they got it kind of good. They do a lot of pad men. But the, the ships bring us close enough to, to, to the land. They got these, these Amtraks that are like tanks that don't have nothing but a machine gun on the front of them. They go off the back of the ship. Down in the water, you have to sit there and hope and pray that that thing comes back up to the surface and it turns around with the ship, brings you on land. That's when you see the commercials where they're coming out on the beach, running out of those green things, the ram tracks, you know, attacking on land. But we're, we're amphibians, which means that you can be, uh, which is land and sea. But at the end of the day, you're all, like you said, you're all part of the same fighting force. And why they try to differentiate between the two, the two paradigms is, 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 is incredible. And like you said, you know, you stick somebody on the ship, and I've been on them ships, man. I was only on one for like maybe about a month, and that was that was long enough for me. Where the guy sleeping above you in a cargo net, his his ass is damn near in your face, because you know, because that's the way they build those things. It's, it's like they don't have beds on ships for soldiers. They got these cargo nets that you sleep on. The only ones that have regular rooms and beds are the, are the officers, you know, in little little two man uh, rooms and shit on the ship. So, I mean, by the time you come off of there, you are angry as hell. <laughs> and, and if you stuck out the water and you can't run nowhere and leave, then you got to deal with that reality, too. I was always to be a land lover, man. I, I don't like that ship shit because, you know, I said, I'm not trying to swim back 40 miles. Too many sharks out there. And you want to look at this barbecue blood. So, <laughs> it's, uh, I wouldn't try to do it. But, um. I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't understand nothing that they do. And I'm kind of glad I don't because if I know what you're thinking about, that means I'm starting to think like you. I don't want to do that. I really, brother Nelson. You know, that's that's one crazy situation that, you know, um, when we try to get inside their minds, you know, that's 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 real slow, man. You try to get in the mind of a lunatic-ass white person. You know, you're trying to crack out these uh, uh, 
stupid white folks mind like these uh pig what's the man pig Bundy and, and uh Charles Manson. How you have white women that want to marry these damn serial killers that's known for doing the crazy shit and they still throwing these things at their feet and making these guys popular uh in the figures in in the sports I mean in the in the public's eye and like this shit is crazy that if that's what the world is coming to, I mean, you know, it, it could be too late right now, man. Well, I've, I've always been of the mindset, now like I heard on the comedy show, crazy, I guess it's good to have company. I don't know why they want to marry these guys. I don't know why they, you know, you know, figure that they, you know, they can rehabilitate them. And some chicks, man, you know, that they'll go to jail and marry these guys, know that they ain't never gonna get out. And I'm like, what's the purpose? You gonna use up a lot of batteries where we're waiting on some of these guys to get out. So I, I don't, I don't understand that, man. But <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and that might be the issue, but now this might not be for us as. Uh, Logical thinking, you know, brothers and sisters, it might not be meant for us even to understand. It may be so thrown off that our minds are not even able to comprehend shit, the, the the silly shit or the magnitude of this stupid shit that's going on today. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't understand it, man. I'm, a lot of this stuff, I just, you know, I just. I just don't understand this shit. They had a story up here in which, you know, they're really pretty bad in centers and homeless up here in Portland. People are so desperate for a place to stay that they dig in holes up under these giant trees and try to live underground like like warthogs or something, like armadillos or something. They're actually digging underground <laughs> to, to be outside. And they got all these, you know, homeless camps up here and stuff. And I'm thinking, well, damn, you know, when you did the gentrification and you and you uh, aimed your, your, your bullshit at us, you actually did it to yourselves and to, your, and, and to co-whites and stuff. And a lot of these people are ex-veterans that, that, that are homeless and stuff. I mean, they, they came here, they lost their way. They just did a, a national news story about a brother who was lost away from his family after after Vietnam, some 30 or, or, or some war when he was in the military. And he was out for 37 years and didn't know where his family was at by the time he got out of the military. And he just had him out there just floating around. And he finally found his family. You know what I mean? Relatives have probably died over 37 years that he probably can't remember half the people that are actually in his family. Some social worker just happened to have find him and make sure he was okay. See, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's like you know, way back for the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five was doing doing songs, uh, you know, it's like the Jefferson Times that makes it one that I keep them going under, and different songs where they said, you go, and, and, and uh, Survival was the name of the song. And he, he was talking about how, you know, you fight for the man, and then the man plays games when you come back. I don't know, So you fight for the man, and then the man plays games when you get out. And don't take care of you. Don't take care of your veterans. And you hear how the, the VA is, is going to see these people don't care, man. All they want is a paycheck. But see, what they hope that they can do with our race is to keep us dumbed down, impressed by them, and then at least at the same time. And I'm telling you, them people get more 
props tending to be like this than we do being ourselves. I don't care if it's movies. I don't care if it's music. Every art that we've ever created, we created jazz music. We created tap. We created rap. We created, you know, jazz R&B. But everybody and rock and roll too. We created rock and roll also. And rock and roll with Chuck Berry, absolutely. And the, and the, and the first guitar played in that wild hard rock style was Jimi Hendrix. But but we get ignored for our accomplishments, and they act like we don't even exist. It's just like when you live in the state of Texas, right? They got this thing where um, I forget the name of the book company. It's a big time book company. A, a, a common a common book company down there that prints all you guys' books. And they want to go into the to the deal and erase all the civil rights accomplishments of the fact that civil rights there even existed. Then they want to change the slave trade to the to the south the southeastern uh triangular trade uh, expedition. Basically a slavery, slave trade. Bring slaves over and sell them. They want to change the name to the triangular to the southeast triangulation a trade expedition instead of calling it what it was and calling it slavery. And it, and it uh, uh, I think it's uh, oh, who's that? Ryan Ryan Holder, whoever that, that big book company publishes outfit you guys got down there in Texas. But they're trying to tra- change history so that we do not exist and none of our accomplishments exist. And day after day, I'm always putting something into something else they won't tell you. I'm simply putting that, inputting that stuff in. And it talks about all these things that we invented. From the, we invented, you know what I'm saying? We invented the ice cream scoop. We invented, like I said, the, the super soaker, the filament for the buff, the elevator, the escalator. The list goes on and on and on of things that we actually created. We, did, we, we invented the cell phone too, right? Cell phone too. Yep, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Cell phone too. The first cowboy. Tombstone or shit. Yeah, we were the first cowboys. First rodeo cowboys was us. They wouldn't take the chances getting on the horse to get bucked by the horses. Come on, man. We did that shit. <laughs> we did that. We 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 did we were the movie stunt doubles. When you look at some of the old black and white movies, I'm really into Turner Classic movies. I like old bogey movies and stuff like that. But you look, you look at some of these movies and stuff like that, and you hear the band playing and shit. That ain't them playing that damn music. That's us back there. That's Count Basie and those guys back there playing that music. But they don't want you to, to understand. I mean, I mean the twist, the hop, the Lindy, the, the Lindy hop. You saw uh, Denzel playing Malcolm X. He was t- tossing a girl over his shoulder. That was our shit. It goes without saying right next door to you guys. You had Tulsa, Oklahoma over there where they had a whole population of black folks that were successful bankers and businesses, had multi-million, almost billion dollars in, 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 in trust in their savings account, and they lie about a brother, you know, uh, uh, assaulting some woman on the elevator, and they had that big riot where they murdered all those black people and did that crazy shit down in Tulsa, called it Black Wall Street. That was, uh, wasn't that Black Wall Street? That was Black Wall Street, huh? Wall Street, man, crazy shit. We had our own businesses, we had our own everything, and they were always so jealous of us because we were able to put these things together. Now, how they were able to take a whole city like Tulsa and flip it upside down and take everything from us, including our money, our banks, and everything, it's just amazing how that happened. And I'm sure a lot more people would have been killed. But it kind of makes you wonder if, if the black folks back then 
were like they are now, or not putting up with bullshit and not allowing that stuff to happen, how, how much different life would have been. But I'm not Marty McFly, and I don't have a DeLorean, so I can't go back in the time and change things around and talk to nobody. But I just kind of wondered how that would have been. Not to mention, the worst thing that could have happened to the black man was, was the integration because it actually kept us down and, 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 and made us in, inferior. We were actually better off having our own schools, our own everything. I know growing up in Chicago and following my honey, Elijah Muhammad, we had our own restaurants, we had our own schools, we had our own universities, we had our own everything. It's when we merged together and they were able to help themselves and keep us held back that we lost a lot of ground. That is the drugs they bought in during the state. So, I mean, it's crazy shit, man. So, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of different things in history that, you know, maybe I'll do a show that says our history so we can look up black inventions and talk about stuff. And like I said before, I think if we can talk about police, and we got sports shows coming up, and we're going to be, you and I are going to be co-hosting, you know, some of these sports talk stuff that go on in Ohio Larry because, you know, he's got, he's got kind of a new lifestyle now in which we can't always yeah. Have been on those sports shows, but you and I can run some sports shows and stuff, and we'll have sports shows. And but I'd like to do some some blackery shows and some other social shows as well that um, acknowledge and tell people, um, maybe give a, a, a voice version of something else they won't say, so we can talk about black accomplishments and things to get people's input for how they feel about that stuff too. There's such a wide range of things that we can do here within the network that. That really helped because you got the southern perspective, I've got the Midwest slash West Coast perspective, and a lot can be used to help because you know Dub is not slow either when it comes down to a lot of fact checking and stuff like that. So we 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 gonna run this thing, man. We're gonna go on for a while, you know. <laughs> you know, we may have even have some daytime shows, so people that just sit around lounge and doing nothing around the house and jump to these shows when it's and tell us what they think. Yeah, man, and 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 you know, uh, all those things are good things to do. The the main the main issue that we can take out of that, brother Nils, is the communication factor. Uh, it's like uh, the beating of the local African drum, the beating of the local African drum to try to get the tribes to come together, so we can have a talk and bring awareness to what's going on, and we just try to make you aware. Of what's happening, so you won't be living in the house and you're thinking that everything's hunkadory or, or just because you don't see it on TV or hear it on the news, it's not happening. Every day, I'm pretty sure we we can go on the internet, uh, go through the uh, mail, uh, I mean, go through the news and find some some kind of crazy story that's just not adding up or everything is not being treated on an equal level. Man, we could do that almost daily, even if it ain't but for an hour. <laughs> so, you know, I'll tell you, every day there's something going on. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not into mimicking, but it's worked for them against us using our stuff. We can create, like, our own, our own daily CNN and, 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 and call it, you know, fact checks and give them numbers. You know, if they're fact checks one, fact checks F2, you know, whatever, to, to, to get it out there, you know, and choose a day by which we're, we're uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, you know, we could talk about different subjects. Like Thursday, we'll talk about what he just said. Or on Friday, we'll talk about, you know, this, this police business. Or, you know what I'm saying, some political stuff like Donald Trump blaming Obama 
for something that happened in 2004, and Obama wasn't even <laughs> in the Senate. Yeah, well, you know, you know, he gotta have, you know, once, once everything not lining up like they initially told him and promised him, because the white folks promised Donald Trump that he was gonna be the president, dog. He don't have no kind of political shit. All he was, a, all he was, was a business dude. So no, so they don't know. So they just promised him that he was gonna be the president. But so now when things is not, the, the polls are not resulting in him being in the lead. Now he got to try to. You know, throw stones and, and 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 blame other people for stuff that's that's going on. But in reality, dog, all the money in the world ain't gonna put you in that position. Yo. They selected, not elected. They are selected. A lot of people like, man, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton is the uh, is a uh, a female gonna be a female president. Then you know, we deal with the first black president. Like this is at the back. We can't have too many games. We can't have too many games to where we winning all the time. Well, well, no. Well, you know, going back to back is it? Because because I remember that uh, a man said that he was doing, giving a speech, and he said, you know, you know, my term is just about over. You know, I can't run for any office. And somebody said, said yeah, and clap. He said, yeah, I know I can't because I won. I won twice, so. And everybody was like, ooh, you know, he got on the guy. But it was like that. It was, it was a reality. He beat, he beat you twice. And Trump was scared to go up against Obama, but he talks about what a disaster he is. I mean, it will just be nice to have somebody in the White House whose spouse don't have to steal a speech, you know what I'm saying, or or get caught doing, uh, you know, news, news stuff. But, you know, I mean, uh, I think Michelle and Barack may have got on that older daughter of theirs, and she was at a Lollapalooza. And pulled her skirt up and was twerking and shit. So, you know, I, I'm sure she got counseled about that when she got home. But uh, I mean, it is what it is. T. I mean, we we have to just bring it to the people the way we can bring it to the people, real 100 percent, and and not biting our tongue. There's gonna be nights that 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 are just similar to the night when it's gonna be a full load. Of course, I'll be writing down the phone numbers as they come in, so we don't get no more. Any book, you know, to the weird stuff because sometimes some of these hookups and people like to uh, interrupt our shows by bringing a bunch of BS in that we don't need to hear, but we'll monitor that as it comes in. I just want to be on the air to, like, like we're doing now, to give perspective and know we out here. Like, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm here for. You know, they, they always use the word demagogue like it's a bad word. Oh, he's a demagogue. Well, you know, yes, I am. A demagogue, the actual you know, the meaning of a demagogue is a relator of information. So I guess I'm a demagogue because I'm, relate, I'm a, you know, uh, relaying information to the people for the people. And we get a few, you know, uh, you know, people that are, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're African American. We get some African American white, like 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 Budweiser, Bud Light. We get some Bud Light in there with us, and you know, and see what their perspective is. Then we can. Uh, let them know what our perspective is. I'll say that the white people do a better job trying today like the ones that did with King because it wasn't just all black folks marching. I mean, my mother was, grandmother was in that march. Father's mother was in that march when Martin King had hit the head with a brick, and, and that was out of Cicero. 
They have places even in Chicago, I'm talking about down south, but up north, we have places like Cicero, Illinois, right outside of Chicago, which which is actually like Beaumont. You know how they have a smaller city, but it's still Beaumont, Cicero, or the community of Cicero. Yeah. You were black man. You were black man back in the days, and you parked in the corner and a traffic signal just coming through town. They shot at your ass. This is Chicago, Illinois. You're talking about. So I mean, it, it, this is what I'm saying. Where they start to kind of color coordinate it, blame everything on the south, and that's actually a falsehood because it is my experience, especially dealing with black on black, that uh, the people are a lot, a lot, a lot more intelligent and a lot more nice about south than they are up north. And like I said, the KKK was created in the state of Indiana, not down south. So they need to quit trying to make they was using from the YMCA they were going to throw away. They decided to put them on their face and ride around with cowboy hats. So it was all down south. It was not just down south. It started in, in Indiana and just spread just like twerking. So that was the twerk move of the day. But it is what it is. Hey, man, we're going to go ahead and fold this one on up and, 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 and head on out of here and, and do what we must do. But tomorrow we got another one, man. And, uh, as soon as I can clear time, because I got to go get some, some, uh, uh, you know, some of that lawn furniture for the old lady's party tomorrow, and get some setup stuff. I forgot to call this rental place, but I'll call tomorrow. And uh, but I will be back on the wire with you. I'll hit you on the hip, like like I normally do right about now. And uh, you know what I'm saying, folks. Hope y'all enjoyed the show out there. Me and my man Keywood and Dylan, we're gonna be coming back at y'all over and over again with this 100% realness. So from my man Keywood and Bill. God bless y'all, and we appreciate y'all coming out tonight. He will to build. I'll hit you up in a little bit. I'm going to end this thing on a positive note. A little Tupac featuring Outlaws with T. You have a great night, and God bless America. You do the same, bro. God bless you, and God bless the listeners, man. Peace. Peace, my family. Searching for black Jesus. Oh, yeah. Boy, Jews and shit, you know what I mean? That's Jehovah's Witness, Islamic, no doubt. Don't matter to me, I'm a thug, thug, crazy black Jesus, all day. Young Gaddafi and his bitch, that's all, nigga. I do my shootings on the knob, praying to God for my squad. Stuck in a nightmare, hoping he might care, though times is hard. Up against all odds, I play my cards like I'm jailing. Shot to end up my spot like midnight rain. Just another one of my black Jesus tracks. Who's got the heart to stand beside me? I feel my enemies creeping up and silent.
Jeez. 12 jewels to practice. You're too enthusiastic. Male goofy bastard. Still trying to convince us some more. Presenting your raw. That's what you need a minister for. Again, it's the law. He got you up against the wall. We the gulliest fuck it. Then it's us against y'all. Mike skills. Tight drills like a Michael Jill. Like when he right for the film. It's how I type for the ill. Slide off, kid. And let a grown man finesse it. We bold and impressive. That old I manifest shit. Some new product from a known team. Niggas know me. And you can bet they know green. So here we go for your stereo, and you can tell that it's real when you hear me go, hear me go. Skills. Pop, rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flow, sip shows, peep the recital. Skills. Now, you feel it when we drop those hot, stop pose, killing shit, we got those. Skills. It's the music that the street loves. East star is now repping this with deep love. Skills. Gangstar dueling again, ruling again. Watch as we do it again. You little suckers know better. I go head up. If your man left the joint in the whip, then tell him go get it. We hold it down like a holy crown. Fools acting like they know me, throw me phony pounds. Fuck that, I'm sitting back like an aristocrat. Shell shock, she's assassin with a whole fucking list of cats. Thought you was on the case, but you missed the fact. You bitch talking this and that. I'ma make it simple, Jack. I doubled up and tripled that. Soldiers, where your pistols at? Life wrong move, lose the gift of that. Why they calling us the most consistent, most significant, the most slick shit? Fulfill your need and catch a joyful rush. Enjoy your Dutch haters annoyed with us. Oh boy, it's us, you know the face from the club, blazing the dub, with my niggas raising it up for these skills. Pop rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flow, drip shows, peep the recital. Skills. Now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street loves, Eat star, is now repping this with deep love. Skills. Gang star, dueling again, ruling again, watch as we do it again. Brothers are amused by other brothers' reps, some niggas both text, catch other. 